so welcome everybody to another episode of that metal podcast i'm wolfman dave i'm eli what's up everybody so episode wow, 152 and i got my trusty red bull this time not beer <laughs> yeah i got i'm working on my second monster <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't drink on on work nights uh well yeah. i work tomorrow but that's what i mean yeah, uh, it's not worth it. No. Nah. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh so then um uh, yeah, man, how have you been? What have you been listening to lately? Uh what you been up to? Oh, tons and tons and tons of stuff. <laughs> um I've been listening to well, actually lately I've been kind of narrowing it down uh because I'm working on some stuff, but I've been listening to uh the whole dis- discography of Rush, oh. uh, which are arguably my favorite band of all time, and the whole discography of Moonspell. Because I'm doing uh, I'm doing discography rankings for both of those bands. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I'm just about going through Moonspell. I'm almost done, and then I'm <laughs> then I'm doing a ranking of Gorgoroth. So I'll be listening to Gorgoroth after that. Um, Gorgoroth. So I, I guess, yeah, Gorgoroth from Norway. So I guess nice. yeah, I guess I've, I've I don't like uh, I usually like you know more of a variety, but yeah, I've been hammering down on their discography, those three <laughs> discographies, so I can do the video. But it's it's fun to listen to stuff like bands that I love with a like a different perspective. Um, you know, yeah, looking looking at them more critically and yeah, other, that and uh, I'm really digging the new uh, the new Shooter song. I don't know if you've heard that Shooter from Norway, black metal. Um, their new song is just absolutely killer. They got a video. I uh, no, no. Yeah, hmm. the, they got a video. It's awesome. The song is just it's just killer. It's they've always been a great black metal band. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will call them. Oh, they're they're a very generic. They, you know, the same with Gorgoroth. People will throw the, the generic tag out there just because those bands play very standard Norwegian black metal. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Some people like to act like there is, but uh, say, call, say what you want about Gorgoroth and Shooter, but I think they're both great bands. And uh, is honestly, that, I, I think this new song's better than the new Immortal song by far. Is it Iron Beast or what is it? Gods of Black. <clears throat> Gods what? of Black Blood was the first one. Um, I haven't really, I haven't heard Iron Beast yet, but the Gods of Black Blood is just killer. Okay, um, I'm... and the two new Immortal songs, I like War God, the, the first yeah. single. It just doesn't yeah. really do anything for me. But I've I've been yeah. listening to those too. That's a that's an interesting topic too because I know it's just what's his name by himself, Demonaz. Yeah, and it's and he's great. I have total faith yeah. in him. Yeah, total faith in Demonaz. Um, I th- I think the album will be good. I mean, the last one was great. Uh, so he, he, oh, yeah. he definitely has he definitely has it. But uh, yeah. So yeah, the first single just seemed kind of kind of generic to me. But I liked I really liked War God. The second single I think is is it really showcases like what kind of songwriter Demonos is. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It was a grower. If you didn't like War God, give it give it some time and give it some more lessons because it is it is a really good song. All right. I, I didn't like it at first, and when I first heard it, I was like, "Ah, what is this?" But it's it's killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I've been um, little by little checking out the new Grave Pleasures album. The uh, oh, they're for- cool. Formerly, uh, uh, Beast Milk. I love that Beast Milk album. Yeah, That's fucking awesome. climax. I think awesome. Uh, complete total nod to the eighties. Um. The post punk and goth rock. Yeah, and, yeah, dude. And grave play, plus a play. little bit of a little bit of dancing, early dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, 
the new album from Grave Pleasures kind of goes back to that. Um, I forget. Maybe you can remind me. Grave Pleasures was like it was an offshoot of Beast Milk, right? But how many of the same guys? Like, it's, I know it's not all the same guys. It's. I think the original singer left. I think, which is a bummer because he was like for me he was the uh the he, main appeal. Of he's the what made it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I think it's basically <laughs> the same band, but without him. Check out if you haven't checked. Uh, have you have you ever heard Hex Vessel? I don't think so. Uh, it was another that guy that singer. Uh, first of all, he's got a, a a bunch of projects and has for decades. He's he's great, but uh, Hex Vessel is is his like uh his like occult folk rock band um, with him on vocals and it's killer. It's it's uh, it goes back at least ten or fifteen years at this point, but uh, yeah, yeah. really really good, especially like the first album amazing hex yeah hex vessel it, it reminds me of uh, i don't know if you've ever heard um it's this this kind of short-lived uh like a cult folk band from england from the 70s uh they're pr- pretty well known at this point in, in certain circles but it was called um uh every time i go to talk about this band i always forget the name comus <laughs> comus c-o-m-u-s oh dude I fucking love Comus. Well, yeah. that's what yeah. To me, that's what Hex Vessel sounds like. Okay. Yeah. So if you yeah, like Comus, there's... Hex Vessel is for you. Okay, I just found Kindred. Twenty twenty. I haven't heard that, but I would say start with the first album. Okay. I, I don't even remember the name, but I, that's the one that I I've heard some others. That first one's always been the one that draws me in. Don Bearer. Okay. Yeah, Don Bearer. It's 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 awesome. That's cool. Uh, I see how they're kind of in the same vein as King Dude. Everything that guy does is is so good. His black metal stuff is amazing, and he's uh-huh. just uh, spot on with everything he does. Yeah. Um. Also, I started to check out uh more Frozen Soul, and they're fucking great. From Texas, right? Yeah, very bolt thrower esque. I only listened to their first album. Um, yeah, I mean, it. I, I didn't love it, but I mean, I only listened once, so I really can't. Yeah. I should. I, 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 I didn't write them off or anything. I should give them uh, more, more listens for sure. Well, for sure, what I liked is the name of this next, the second album called Glacial Domination. That's I'm cool. like, that's fucking brutal and badass in terms of like continuing with this whole frozen like icy i do like that theme and they do have john gallagher on vocals featuring on uh one of the songs oh cool and, from uh, dying fetus yeah and yeah. then who's on the guy's got a brutal voice fuck yeah dude i'm trying to figure out who's this other dude matthew is it Matthew Heafy? I think they have, which is weird. That's from Trivium. <laughs> yeah, I know he maybe it's ended because, up because uh, they're on the same record label. Maybe. Are they? Let me see. Maybe I Century think. Media. I yeah. don't know. I know for sure he produced the album. I believe. Um, Dude, this album art is sick, though. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I mean, Matt. To be fair, I I hate Trivium, but he does. He is a metal guy. He does love black metal, death metal, and yeah, uh, he seems like a great dude. So. I'm I'm totally fine with with not liking his music, but liking it as a as a person for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did also enjoy Magnus Carlsen's Freefall, um, Hunt the Flame. It's more of like this um, power metal AOR, hard oh, rock cool. type stuff. 
with amazing like power metal yeah yeah it's good um then you know of course the new metallica came out a lot of people were this that and the other about it yeah you know i would say about it um i think it's a, a a nice step in the right direction yeah um clearly i feel like it's kill them all mixed with load and reload um i've heard that and i i do um i like the variety yeah on there um it's okay um i initially gave it a 4.5 out of 10 um but i i do feel like it's uh probably like a solid six you know um yeah. But honestly, it's a one and done. I think it's a, maybe a couple listens just to check it out. See, kind that's of that's what I'm up. hearing. That's what most yeah. people say. They're like, it's, yeah. it's decent, but they're like, when am I going to return to this? Yeah, I think there's some nuances. minutes long. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the, the the um, it's not. There's not a whole lot going on, you know. Like, yeah. even for the variety of stuff, but in terms of like, I mean, I'm guessing. We're calling this uh, great value Walmart great value metal. You know, <laughs> I think that's the, the 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 really what it stands for, you know. Oh jeez, um, that's not good. <clears throat> I had an idea to do um, <laughs> albums, uh, bands that kind of have been forgotten, and they're they were around at one point, and maybe they're still around. But um, I had so. That idea came through when I started listening to Puya. Uh, I remember they came out back in high school, and I remember that, the name. Yeah, they have that uh, o- Oasis song because uh, they're from Puerto Rico, and it's kind of like I, I, this. I had a friend that was really into that band. Actually, she was. Yeah, she, she, I think she still talks about them. But it's interesting because they 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 have this sort of like tropical, not tropical, but like. Um, this tribal kind of yeah sort of this tribal way of playing and then they have um they do have a lot of good thrash in it so it's kind of a mix okay so, so they, had, they had some thrash elements i wonder if they were yeah influenced by sepultura especially later I, later sepultura like i Roots. wonder yeah. yeah yeah that'd be a good question i know they they changed into something else their their sound no like they changed band's name i think or they just parted i oh, forgot okay. what they became um, but yeah, I'm going to do a series on forgotten bands and, um, that'd be cool. Nothing, nothing like that. They, they suck or anything. Just more like, you know, they probably had a lot of, with? a lot of, um, successful albums, I would say, but it's just, they, for, for some reason they dropped off the face of the earth. True. Um, but, and also kind of going into this, this next topic, which, before we let's let's talk about the main part because <laughs> people yeah, yeah, are yeah. like what are you guys talking about all right yeah. so today's episode is uh some of our favorite metal singers uh clean vocalists i would say that are not bruce dickinson that are not ronnie james dio and that are not um rob halford yep so people are like <laughs> what else is out there uh, well, there's <laughs> definitely other singers out there, hundreds, maybe thousands. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hit upon them. Um, let us know what your favorite singers are, um, because these are gonna be some of our favorites. 
Um, I'm going to guess there's going to be a few that we might uh, double up on. So that should be fun. Probably one or two, I'm thinking, but not a ton. Okay. Yeah. And but we'll see for sure. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We haven't shared um, our lists to each other. Nope. And then, um, so there's that. So going on to what I was saying, kind of like uh, uh, from obscurity, I would say, uh, John Oliva all of a sudden comes out and he's all like, yo, I'm writing a new album. Should be out by next next summer, probably next year. That and was I'm really not... good news to hear, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, have you been following him at all? Did, do you remember like his legal trouble from a year or so ago? He like he got in some some really bad trouble. I don't remember. Yeah. No. He problem with him is like he just never really stopped partying. <laughs> Oh and shit! He's way too old to be doing this kind of stuff. But like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, the police found him basically wrecked his truck on the side of the road. Yeah, empty bottles of vodka in the truck and cocaine on him. Holy fuck! So, I don't know how he got out of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I assumed he was gonna go to prison or something, but right. apparently not. Well, if he's in Florida, they're probably just. Or maybe the cocaine was in his system. Maybe they didn't find okay. anything on him. Because that, that would surely get you sent off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Anyway, it was a bad it was a bad scene, that's for sure. Yeah. And this wasn't that long ago. A year ago. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you know two. what? That sounds familiar. Yeah. You're right. So I was like, all right. Well, fuck. There's that. <laughs> yeah. Because him and uh, Chris Caffrey had been talking about right. uh, doing some sabotage stuff. So I was like, well, that's done. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. A, he's not in prison, and B, he's not, you know, sabotage is not over yet. Yeah, and he got his shit together, hopefully. I hope so. Yeah, and because he's not in really great shape, so, I mean, he's, no. he should just, He know, needs chill. to start taking care of himself, or, yeah, he's not going to live, you know, as long as he could. Sure. Um. So I look forward <laughs> to that new album, hopefully. I mean, and I liked what he was saying, like, 10, he wants to make it a 10 out of 10, yeah. Um, no release, no filler, no bullshit. And uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all ears. <laughs> he's gonna have what's his name, Zach, or what's his name? Uh, Zach Stevens. Yeah, he's gonna have him on there. Which, if you guys haven't heard, Archon Angel, fucking kicks ass too. Or, is or Circle to Circle. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but the other biggest fucking surprise that of this fucking weekend was Agalock reuniting. For a festival, the Prophecy Festival in uh, Germany. Yeah. In this September. Yeah. And with the intention to play more shows after that. Yeah. And you bet your ass that I'm going to be there, hopefully, if I can. <laughs> but it's, I know for sure. Imagine if they're going to play shows, I would imagine that might that could lead to uh, an album, maybe. Sure. And then they got uh, Hunter Ginn as their, their drummer. Yeah, amazing drummer. So, if you guys don't know Hunter Gann, you guys, um, he's the drummer for Solar Can Solar Canvas Solaris, Canvas Solaris, and also co-host of uh, Radical Research with Jeff Wagner. Yeah, um, really fucking well thought out, very fucking intelligent podcast on heavy metal and and totally the the outer the outliers of different you know different bands and stuff like that and yeah. Um, that's Prague like a infusion and... of Prague. And yeah, they're really uh, what I would say is for like the very intellectual. You want to hear some weird. Yeah. Um, cool stuff out there. Uh, that's a podcast to check out. Yeah. Um, but what do you call it? Um, 
I bet they're gonna be they're gonna be, they're gonna be playing close to where you are, dude. Probably Agalog yeah. did play here once um, yeah. on the, on their last. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say their last tour when they when they did that EP, the uh, Faustian. What was that called? Uh-huh. Faustian Echoes or whatever they toured. Yeah. They were here for around that time, so I got to see them live. So yeah, so they've been here before. They could they yeah. could do it again. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I've, I hope I hope so. I have a chance. I had a chance to see them twice already. Um, I was able to see them, and it was so. They're so, a great live band. So you gotta, yeah, dude. Like top tier live show. Yeah, I I just love how, um, not John, but what's the other dude's name? The other like guitarist, Don Anderson. Don. I was. I always see like little memes of like, if your guitarist looks like this, you're gonna fucking die tonight, because of like <laughs> how badass they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, he's such a. He's such. He's a like fun. laying on the ground and stuff. And yeah, like, I do. He, he gets like, pretty into it. He does. That's why I like him because he's so chill. Yeah. Calm, a lot of passion. And, and when he's on stage, <laughs> you know, it goes all out. Um, yeah. Which, if you guys haven't seen, he has a really fucking cool. Um. Uh, video on YouTube talking about the explosion that would happen of uh, in the late 80s to what we have now is currently as this like you know tech death jazz fusion type shit going on. Um, oh, yeah, wasn't that like a college? Uh, like a it was like a college. <laughs> it was a class. Yeah, it was a class yeah. that he gave, and yeah. I fucking love it. Now because of that. My question was goes back to what I was telling you earlier. I said, when do you think the moment we see the transition from actual hard rock to fucking metal, um, at what point can we pinpoint that? Because I go back to what I was telling you that I, that that Sinner album from um, from Judas Priest. Oh yeah. Is it is it um or you mean they're uh sad wings of destiny or no I or, think it's uh... 77. <laughs> oh yeah, sin after sin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's one of my favorites of theirs. That's uh a... I, I feel like that album is kind of the in between the two. Yeah. And I had a conversation with my, one of my friends, and he was all like, Well, that can't be because I mean it's got the vocals and it's got the double bass. And it's got all that, but it doesn't have the guitar tone. And I'm like, well, I mean, they didn't really have. It's really it's good. uh it's there, you know. Maybe not in as much as it was like on uh, uh, stained class. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely a contender because at this time, I mean, there's a shit ton of double bass. You can hear the the guitars on this one, but then also you have like. Um, Rainbow. Oh, and yeah. You have Rainbow Rising, you know? Yeah. Totally. And so, like, there's still a bass on that, too. It's like pre, pre-power pre metal, you know? Yeah. So, like, you have those two albums, one after the other. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, like, my, my, my question that I'm going to pose to different people is, like, when do you think there was that moment? Um, and I'm not talking about, oh, um, People are saying, oh, because Black Sabbath created metal and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they yeah, never they, considered yeah. themselves a metal band ever. They, they never, never did. Yeah. But they were just yeah. heavy. <laughs> That's yeah. all. If you still go back, I mean, they're going to be like, oh, well, I mean, what is heavy metal? Yeah. What defines it? Yeah. You know, 
if we if we could set those parameters up, then we yeah. can kind of pinpoint maybe where who started it or whatever. I like it to be like a full album too. I hate when people are like, well, you know, yeah. back in 1960, there's this one band that had this one yeah. heavy riff. And I'm like, nope, doesn't count. Yeah, that's then they're okay. yeah they're talking <laughs> that's about a weak like, ass. That's a weak ass uh, thing to bring to the table. What is it? People brought up Blue Cheer. They brought up fucking Steppenwolf. Blue Cheer they were up heavy. Fucking... Yeah, Blue Cheer definitely. Yeah, did. they brought up Iron Butterfly. They brought up all these fucking. Yeah. You know, I get it, but yeah, Black Sabbath certainly started. Yeah, but you hear it; it still kind of sounds like some sort of um, demented classic rock, sort of. Yeah. Um. So that's why my question is like, where did it really fucking start? I actually Obviously, have a friend that made a really strong argument one time that he that for uh, Stained Class being the uh, first heavy metal, first true heavy metal album ever. Okay. And he had a he had a really 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 strong claim to it. I'd have to I'd have to reinvestigate it, but okay, yeah. And and we're talking. Um, this guy is in his uh, late fifties, so he's been he's been around. He yeah. knows his shit. Yeah. So that was interesting. I will I will re like put my time into that one next because I had been you know wondering because obviously once we hit eighty something, you know you have Metallica. All these bands are coming out. Like all this heavy yeah. shits are actually legit. Iron Maiden. Yeah. yeah, all this stuff is really starting to come out. Oh, the uh, the whole you know <laughs> new wave of British heavy metal, which yeah. started started in the late seventies. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. So that's one of my questions that I ask everybody, but um, that I'm gonna start asking because I get different responses from different people. Yeah, know? yeah. So. I think it'd be almost fair to say that. Uh, yeah, Rain, I'd say Rainbow were one of the forerunners that would that would influence uh, new wave of British heavy metal, really. Yeah, yeah, a UFO as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I kind of, I again, I think we do need to set up the parameters. Like, what is it? Yeah. You know, because certainly in spirit, Sabbath made it. I would say. Totally. Yeah. And they were the first band heavy band that stayed heavy they didn't just have a, a heavy song here and there you know yeah. like led zeppelin did they were consistently heavy all the time right yeah <laughs> not just like fluke moments of like oh that's uh, that's a fairly heavy riff there you know i'm sure the beatles had a heavy riff like yeah. that doesn't make, you know it happens from time to time <laughs> yeah I agree. aerosmith had heavy riffs they weren't a heavy metal band yeah although although people did call them that at one point so but that's another yeah yeah so, I mean, I guess asking everybody, where you know, what do you guys think? What do you think is the first official kind of point where we transitioned? Yeah. Um. So then, <clears throat> let's get to that uh, article I was talking about. So earlier, I was talking about um with Eli that who is it? Metal Hammer. Um released an article a beginner's guide to melodic death metal in five essential albums so these are to kind of <clears throat> get people more invested into the whole melodic death metal right um so they start off with carcass they start off with heart work which i wholeheartedly agree with oh yeah still one of my favorites for sure then we get into at the gate slaughter of the soul which Still one of my favorites. <laughs> Still another good one. Probably now, this, is where, this is where it gets a little different. Oh, okay. 
Now we I haven't expected it to be just by the numbers 100%. Yeah. So that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. So then we get Clayman from In Flames. Huh. I disagree here. Interesting choice, but yeah. Um, wouldn't why wouldn't you go with a Jester race? You know? Yeah, I would go with a Jester race. Yeah, I would go with Jester race. Um, Lunar Strain. Um, I do like Clayman, or at least I did. I, I don't know if it if it if it uh, has aged well with me personally. I think it's. I'm sure it's still probably a good album, but I don't know if it's something I'd yeah. still listen to today. But I'd like to re-listen to it. I think Clayman was the beginning of the end. Uh, yeah, we started hearing more cleans. You know, oh, or the beginning yeah. of clean vocals. Lots of them too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arch Enemies Anthems of Rebellion. Is that their first album? That is their second album with uh, oh, okay. oh, that's right. 2003. Yeah. I completely oh. disagree with this one. Yeah, me too. I do love those first like two or three Arch the Enemies. First, albums, the first three Arch Enemies Arch Enemies are fucking killer and they should yeah. be they could be I on this with... list. Personally, I go with Stigmata, but yeah, that's yeah. just me. And then another one here where it's uh, questionable. 2007's uh, Nocturnal by Black Dahlia Murder. Interesting. So that's I would a, a decent album actually. That's probably the only yeah. Black Dahlia album that I would go to these days. Which yeah, I've never been a big fan of them, but it's a it's it's a decent album. But still, it's, it doesn't belong on this list. It doesn't belong on the list, but it's a good album in terms of what it is. Yeah. But essential to get people into it, I would say no. Um, I mean, it, it, it could be easily used to get people into melodic death metal, but it's not like a classic or anything. Yeah. But again, then this is where it, 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 the, the point that I'm getting at or not getting at that I'm going to get to right now is like, what kind of production do you like? Yeah. Because the early melodic stuff had shitty production but fucking sounded great still. True. Uh I again I'm not really into polished stuff. Me either. I like the grit. I like for yeah. you know for it to sound a certain way. Oh yeah. Um and so when you listen to those early in flames, the early dark tranquilities, the early, you know, even sacrilege, ceremonial oath, uh when you listen to a lot of those bands, you have that production, you know. I would love um, to get some of those ceremonial oath albums. Yeah, they don't, I, I don't own any. I like them though. Yeah, yeah, I don't own any of those either. Um, they've, they've been repressed on vinyl, but uh, and probably CD too. Yeah, I, who's I the other band? I think Oscar did. What's the name? Um, from Hammerfall oh. was <laughs> um, um, Ice Age. I think hmm, I haven't heard it. I think it was Ice Age. Um, was it uh, death metal still or? Oh yeah, dude. Oh okay. Yeah, it was before I'd he like did. Before that. he did, I think it was after ceremonial oath or before he did that. Oh, okay. Uh, Ice Age. Let me see if I can find them. Um, I just looked up Hammerfall, the, Crystal Age. Oh, I've heard Crystal, Crystal Age. Age. Crystal Age. Crystal Age. Yeah, yeah. They, they had the one album that was good. Yeah, Crystal Age. Because I know Ice Age just released a fucking prog metal album. They're they're they they came back. So that's on a oh, whole other okay. band. Yeah, Crystal Age. Uh, far beyond divine horizons dude yeah they had the um what's funny they had a necrolord cover art but one of the few cover arts that he did where it's like not all one color it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like necrolord cover art which i like i'm a big fan it look and it, it very much looks like a nocturnus album cover too yeah it does huh yeah which is fine it's a cool Fuck i yeah. like it it's a cool yeah. cover 
Um, but again, those are like early stuff for me that was like um that yeah, had that, crystal that, age. That's a good that's a good one. Yeah, all that stuff, you know. I mean, it's it has that that sort of muck or whatever that production that I kind oh, of yeah, because I'm okay they still with. hadn't really had it figured out yet. You know, they, no. they were still kind of figuring out production for death metal and, and for and and then for melodic death metal too, you know. I mean even still, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I like that, you know. Um so yeah, you, I guess you have to ask yourself which one what kind of stuff do you like? Do you like the clean polished arch enemy or do you like the the gritty arch enemy? So yeah, true. Uh and then um as another talking point before we get to our main um singers, let's talk about death metal singers, right? So Chris Barnes shares his list of his favorite uh death metal singers. Uh, not sure, not, not too sure if this is a direct response to, uh, Elisa White Gloose, um, her 11 top death metal vocalist. She released, uh, an article or she was on revolver. And so let's check out her list of her favorite death metal singers, or she thinks are the best. Yeah. <clears throat> so right off the bat, we have Angela Gassau. <laughs> oh, from, cool. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. I like that. One of the best female um, death metal vocalists. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now, there's some of some of them are kind of weird, and I'm not sure if she knows what she's talking about. So then we have <laughs> uh, number two, we have Randy Blythe from Lamb of God. I mean, um, I wouldn't consider him a death metal singer, but I mean, I get maybe his roots, like going back to like the... Uh, Burning Church or whatever it is. I don't know, man. And was called Burning the Priest or whatever. Burning the Priest, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. Trevor from the Black Dahlia. Sure, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And then we have and Phil Anselmo. From I, I call them a death metal band. Phil Anselmo yeah. is a death metal singer? Yeah, apparently. That Gotta draw the line there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I mean, Phil Phil has done uh, sure, metal, but but... I maybe, but I I have a feeling she hasn't heard any of that. <laughs> I don't think she's heard Phil Anselmo in like uh you know his was like that, extreme bands that he's done. That zombie band, the Necro. Um, there was Necrophagist, but he was Necrophagist. also he had some black metal bands that not, yeah. not even a lot of people know about. Yeah, um, I, I doubt she does, but yeah. who knows? <laughs> uh, number five, Corey Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean maybe in his like teenage days before anyone knew who he was yeah you know, maybe i'm not sure man uh chuck billy yeah i mean he, he's got he's done he, some death metal stuff with Tessie. yeah yeah but that, that's um, still a weird choice it is a weird choice <laughs> nergal from behemoth okay yeah that's valid um barney greenway from napalm death of course um these next two, I think, are should be included in the list. Uh, Devin Townsend. Yeah, I, mean, I don't um, think he would consider himself a death metal vocalist, but right, he he uses those vocals from time to time. Yeah, and he's pretty fucking good too. So um, as, as he is in everything he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Michael Ackerfeld, Volpeth, some of the best fucking growls in the business. True. This is true. 
And uh, obviously, this I would say he's more like the second wave of death metal, even though he was there from the beginning, but not super early on. He wasn't there super early. Um, yeah. And then we have Joe Duplanteo from Gojira. Yeah, they were a death metal band when they started. Yeah. Um, her choices are suspect, but yeah, I'm sure. But could be worse. I guess. It could be worse, but <laughs> but, but not but, by but, much. For me, the cool. odd ones out are definitely Randy Blythe and Phil Anselmo and Corey Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, those, those are strange. Probably shouldn't be there. I, I would say out of those three, like Randy Blythe is the closest. But even still, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking like I'm talking early, early Lamb of God or, or yeah, or the priest. I mean, but I mean, definitely, again, definitely. What are the inspired. chances that she's heard that too? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. She's probably thinking like you know, recent Lamb of God or the Could last. Be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't read the article, so maybe there's elaborations on that. True. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll give her the benefit of the doubt of anything, but yeah. as it stands, still strange. Um, yeah, yeah. Now let's hear Chris Barnes. His I, his is definitely going to be much more old school. I can I can I'm guessing. I have already. Yeah, I can tell you yes. Uh, Jeff Becerra from Possessed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, the the earliest. Yeah, and also arguably the first death metal band with uh, Seven Churches. Arguably, yeah. Uh, death metal album. I mean, I still say uh, Scream Bloody Gore, but that's just me. Yeah, to me, to me, Possessed are more of a thrash band, but I know a lot yeah. of people will, will argue that. And I, I, they have a, a point to make. Sure. Um, number two, Chuck Schuldiner, Death. Yeah. The, the number Godfather. three, oh for sure. Number three, oh I love this fucker, John Tardy from Obituary. Yeah, fucking, bleh, it's so. I, I'm expecting everything on Chris's list to be 1990. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> Those, which is which is good. I mean, he yeah. he himself he himself is one of the earliest. You know. Yes. So uh, yeah. number four, Jeff Walker, Carcass. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and. This one's funny. He put himself. He says, "Sorry, not sorry." <laughs> now that's either funny or he's being dead serious. He's being dead serious, which is not funny. Yeah, <laughs> what is? It's funny in a uh, mocking way. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say. So I recently saw Ace Ventura again the other day. That's yeah, and I just could not stop fucking laughing when they're at that club scene, you know and. Yeah. He's just like fucking headbanging with them, and yeah, um, you know the early and Jim Carrey actually liked. Uh, he was actually a Cannibal Corpse fan. Yeah, he loves Napalm. He loves fucking you know all that stuff. He um, actually I... wanted uh, he wanted Napalm Death to be uh, in the movie instead. The band? Yeah, yeah, but the uh, the studio was like, well, and of course they didn't know death metal at all. They're like, we're looking at numbers here. This band Cannibal Corpse, they're a little more popular. So we we want <laughs> we want we want whoever is more up and coming so that they and jim jim was i guess like all right that's cool i like them too oh yeah and, and, and he, you gotta pushing for napalm death you gotta love that and then yeah they fucking skyrocketed after that sure did yeah and they would have anyways but that, sure that that what that did is it probably gave them a quicker boost well instead of a, a slower boost it was did. it was between bob dole and the movie and yeah. Bob Dole is like bands like Cannibal Corpse, you know, like when yeah. he's, you know, he kind of people are like Ryan Flagel himself is like we made 
thousands, hundreds of thousands of sales because of Bob Dole. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he didn't. And he didn't hurt the band. He he, he helped them. them. Yeah, Good PR, free PR. And yeah. People who don't know, that's uh, he was a politician back in the day. Um. Um. So that was Republican, number five. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Number six, Frank Mullen, suffocation. Yep. Agree. Glenn yeah. Benton, Diaz side. Yeah. Um, like, these are all like the godfathers. Maybe. Yeah, the old school. Dude, this is like, yeah, no shit. And dude, all distinct, very distinct Ooh. vocals. All of yeah. them. Yeah, that's how um, it was back then. No, no two of those guys ever no. sounded alike. Nope. Anyway. David Vincent, Morbid Angel. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, which also, um, I want to shout out to Trey for... Yeah, from Morbid Angel collapsing on stage from dehydration, or he had a seizure or something like that. So hopefully, you know he. he I, I know that. Yeah, hasn't he had seizures in the past? Hasn't he struggled with? I that? believe there might have been. Yeah, he and might so, be epileptic, or I can't remember. Yeah, he, he Trey. I guess Trey's always had like some some health issues, mental yeah. and and like physical health. And, yeah, yeah. So definitely wish him a speedy recovery and that hopefully yeah. that tour isn't fucking cursed because like that fucking tornado that I hit. know. You know, I know. So, uh, that's number number eight. Let's see, number nine, Corpse Grinder from you know, well, Cannibal. That's and, really cool of him to put Corpse Grinder on. Yeah, right? that's actually really cool. He could have totally yeah. left him off. Yeah, yeah, right. That's really, um, that's actually yeah, you got to give him credit for that for sure. Um, Martin Van Drunen from uh, Ace Fix oh, and yeah. X Pestilence. Oh yeah, uh, and the ever great Chris Reifert from Autopsy. Oh yeah. Um so I love Great this list. I love his list. list. <laughs> and I kind of feel like going back and listen to some yeah. Some like fucking Ace Fix and like a lot of this old shit, you know what I mean? And he probably knows all those guys like in person too. Like I bet you Oh yeah, dude. They probably text each other, man. They, yeah, they probably they, they've all toured together and stuff at one point, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I know I know I know Chris Barnes is for the most part he he says a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, but he's so, still a human too, you know. He's, yeah, and and I mean, but some people are misunderstood. Let's face it, you know. Sure, and I think he just doesn't know how to fucking put his thoughts up. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah. like what do you hear? What is it like the fucking caveman? Uh, what's his name from uh, Machine Head? Oh, Rob Flynn. Rob Flynn. <laughs> like, I don't like him at all. I don't man. like him either. He's yeah, yeah. He he seems like the type of guy who's. Everything he says is intentional. He just is yeah. that way. That's just how he is. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah, like I he's just always trying to pick fights with people and shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, trying because... to be controversial. Yeah. 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 I and just that. outspoken in not a good way, you know? Yeah. Not a positive. You know, like, did you ever see the, uh, uh, what's it called? The sentence, Centuries of Torment or whatever the Campbell Corpse documentary? Oh, uh, uh, no. Oh man, it, well, it was on Netflix, but this was a couple of years ago. Um, dude, it's amazing, and I, I would say Chris, he comes off as being fine. Like he comes off comes off as being just a, a normal guy. So I don't know, I yeah. don't know. And he's in it quite a bit. Oh well, and, yeah. No, it's a great documentary. I've watched it's two or three hours long, and I've watched it like three or four times. Oh, nice, it's, dude. I, it's, I, it's that good. That's one of my favorite things to do is is get a good heavy metal documentary. And have some yeah. beers, so it's it's be- one of the best. Uh, it's one of the best out there. Okay, yeah, absolutely perfect from front to back. I'll definitely check that out. You All should. right, so 
let's get to our main topic. Yeah. So thank you everybody for waiting patiently for. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll get there eventually. Wade, they're like, ah, when are you guys gonna get to the main topic? Uh, All right, so main topic: best singers, or let's just say our favorite singers. Are we gonna start with uh, the honorables, or are we doing those last? Uh, I feel like we. I, I the way I formatted is the way you're like how you're saying. Yeah. Okay. The first ten. First. Okay. And then the five. The next five are. Like the more underrated ones from the yes. whole list. Okay, that makes more sense. Sorry, I should ask you that before. Yeah. So they're still all my favorite, but the last five I'm gonna are leave like the most underrated vocalists. Uh, yeah, that's how I'm gonna look at it. Yeah. But I will say this: I do have one who is an honorable mention that I is not on my list because um, I only like him in that one band, but still. Is right. gonna be John Bush from Armored oh, I love John Bush. I am yeah, a big fan, and you know what? My favorite Anthrax album. A lot of people like to laugh at me. The Sound of White Noise. Is that the one with Only? Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking great song, man. Yeah, dude. The whole album is, is for me is perfect. And John Bush's that's it's my favorite John Bush vocal performance too. Yeah, yeah so I, fucking, he sounds awesome on that. Yeah, people should sure. not overlook that album. I, I feel. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, actually, why don't you go first? All right. I'm, I'm doing something real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first pick would be Matt Barlow. Oh, yeah. Um, famously of um, Iced Earth. Yeah. Um, I think some of the best kind of variety of vocals, I would say, because he can kind of get uh, a little He's aggressive a lot of in range. his vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but certainly, when did he come on board? Like second or third album? Let's see. Uh, so there was the Iced Earth album, and then there was uh, third album. Yeah, I believe second one was the uh, Storm Rider. Yeah, and I believe did he come on and do uh, what's it called? That compilation was that his first thing he did, or did did he do that later? On the because he did that compilation that's really famous, where he basically redid the vocals for some of the early songs, which yeah, a lot they of people recorded are, a bunch of them. Yeah. A lot of people are like, those are the, those are the, the true versions of those songs. Cause they, a lot of people don't like those first two singers. I think they're okay, but whatever. Yeah. They're all right. They're all right. But, Oh no, it looks like, no, he already did uh, two albums before the days of purgatory. So yeah, third yeah. album he came on burnt offerings, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, once, once he came on board, I think they kind of just full steam ahead. Totally. Um, and then, of course, um, early on in the 2000s, you had Demons and Wizards and stuff like that. But that was like a whole different creature. Yeah. Um, but that's and now I, I unfortunately. Uh, I just don't see Ice Earth as the same band anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, it's there's no one's ever going to be able to look at them the same. I I do wonder, like, is John ever going to do an Ice Earth thing? I think he kind of has to. Yeah, because that's what he's known for, and and that's he has you know it's his band so like like I don't think there will ever be a demons and wizards a lot with him yeah. but Ice Earth he can do so I I think yeah. he almost has no choice but to do Ice Earth again. Yeah, and I, and I feel like if anything, just take ownership, be accountable for what you did. Yeah, you know what I'm afraid of. This is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of yeah. 
is is he out of jail? I can't remember. Yeah, I I think he's. I don't think he's out yet. Oh, okay. Well, this is what I'm. I think he's when when he gets the spotlight back, he's gonna play the victim. He's probably gonna write a fucking book. You know, <laughs> oh, I was I was a political prisoner and all this bullshit. Yeah, that's because that's how these types of people are. And I just yeah. at best, I hope he just just drop it. And maybe not. Just don't ever. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Just <laughs> but that's what I see happening. He's going to play yeah. the victim. I was, you know, a political. Yeah. So if he does that, that's just going to further my frustration with him. I yeah. if, if if he were just to drop it and continue with Iceter, I'd still be on board. Yeah. Actually, he might or he might be out because they released something recently. I thought that's one. My buddy told me he thought that he was out like on a plea bargain or something. He might have released something. Also, I know he was releasing like hot sauces or some bullshit like that. Like, <laughs> I'm some, sure he's got to make money of, now. You know? Yeah, some sort of condiment, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my number one. Matt Barlow. He's got to do something to make money, you know. For sure. It might take. Oh, are you talking about Barlow? Oh, I'm just saying that's my first pick, Matt Barlow. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, yeah. <laughs> he is just top notch. Uh, it, it's kind of sad to see him. Sorry, uh, the reason why I, I got weird there is my internet connection flopped. Um, okay, but yeah, Matt, it, it it bums me out that he he's not you know super active anymore because I just love hearing his voice. Yeah, I know he went into, um, but he still does stuff. You know, who, who did he join? Did he join Pyramids for an he album? He was in Pyramids for a while, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he still is. Or you know what? I'd he might have came back. He might have left and came back to Pyramids. I think he's no. I think they have a permanent singer after like 2000. Oh, you're right. They do after 2000, like 10, 13, or something like that. They got a permanent singer. You're right. You're um, right. I think he did like Bone Carver or Legend of the Bone Carver. And that guy's really good. Yeah. The new so singer. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't bag on him. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I've like part of me wants to just hear Matt, but whatever. <laughs> What, uh, what I'm interested in is why, and I'm not sure if you know why, or maybe he's just not interested anymore, is why why is Richard Christie not doing music anymore? Dude, I have wondered that as well. I think it's just because he makes probably a ton of money with Howard Stern. But dude, he... Yeah. <sighs> but he could still do it, yeah. Yeah, he right. can still do it on the side. Yeah, yeah. I that's a good point. He, Yeah, I've, I've wondered the same because he's such a good drummer. I'm sure that's what you're thinking too. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to hear you play, you know? For sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because from what I've seen, I've seen him like he'll still every now and then release something online, and he still has chops. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he, he'll he, do covers and stuff on his drums and stuff. Yeah, rush, rush songs and shit. Yeah. like you can tell he's still he hasn't lost his he hasn't lost it. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you want me to go? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, number ten. Um, so this might or not fifteen. Ten. Sure. Sorry, sorry. It's number ten. Um, this might be some people might see this as kind of a cheat, but it's not entirely. I'm gonna go with Graham Bonnet. Um, okay. Graham Bonnet would never consider himself a metal singer, yeah. but yeah. he has sang on many metal albums just because uh, it's one of those situations where it's like that's the demand, so he just kind of rolls with it. Yeah, um, you know he's he obviously you know he got his he got his start as far as recognition in uh, in, in uh, Rainbow, which yeah. I think that Rainbow album that he's on is incredible. I mean, I think he's one of the best singers of all time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might have some more poppy elements, but it's a fantastic album. And, you know, he's also done stuff with um, 
Like he 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 did an album for Chris and Pelletieri in the eighties. Yeah. He did an album with uh, a Japanese band. Uh, uh, well, okay, he did Alcatraz. <laughs> Not the band I was trying to do. Dude, Alcatraz fucking rules, man. Alcatraz rules. Yeah. So he did those. Uh, he did, I think, what the first two Alcatraz albums, and then he came back two or three, and then he came back and did some later ones. So the band, but the band I was thinking of, just real quick, the Japanese band. Yeah, uh, yeah, was called, and I have a couple other albums. So, uh, Anthem. Yeah, they just released a new album. Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm yeah. hearing it's so fucking good too. Oh shit, they're they're a killer band. Yeah. Uh, oh, he also did the uh, Michael Shanker. He did a, a killer Michael Shanker album. So you know, a hired he, gun. Yeah, he's a hired gun, and he's he's fine to do it. Um, he seems like a cool guy, and like I said, I I, I don't think he would cons- i don't think he himself really likes heavy metal but heavy metal people want him to be a part of their projects and yeah for a, for for money he'll do it so yeah and and he pulls it off and he's a fantastic singer just yeah top notch i can see that yeah yeah so it's I, I i'd love to put him higher but i i pretty much put him at the bottom strictly because of of who he is as a person you know but yeah his his skills are are uh, are unmatched, basically. And right. In his own way, he's just. I could listen to him sing any genre he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. Right on. Yeah. Good pick, man. Yeah, love, 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 Graham. Um. All right. So my second pick, I guess. I'm not, and it's not really in any order. So my next. Same here. We'll just A say, lot of minor kind. We'll of, just say my next pick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Will be uh Tomas England from uh Evergrey. Oh, yeah. Um also in Silent Skies. Um oh, and yeah. if if you want to hear more of his uh sultry sexy voice. Yes. Um, <laughs> very very uh what's the smoky? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to hear some of him Evergrey uh man, I first heard him to on Where to Start, right? I I mean, I honestly dude, I started on Recreation Day. That's a good place to start. Uh, actually, 2003. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you go back to In Search of the Truth, it's another fucking great album. Or In Search that's of one Truth. of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The whole UFO thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And because that's what he was. Very dramatic and very. He was uh, <laughs> emotional. You know. Yeah, there was, dude, and the 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 keyboards on that, the piano and the keyboard, they're fucking great yeah. on that album. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of the Inner Circle. I don't hear a lot of people talk about that. That one took me a bit to grow. I fucking love it now, man. It, it's 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 a weird album upon first yeah. listen, but dude. There is yeah. one of the most emotional metal albums I've ever heard, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is about uh, basically cults Religious and being cults, born yeah. into it, I guess, or being taken to into one. Yeah, uh, so and, good, man. And being you know being basically brainwashed, thinking something's true, and then finding yeah. out that it isn't later on, yeah. which happens to people on a daily basis absolutely yeah um that was that was that there's that one and then honestly they went through a period um of like maybe three or four albums that were just yeah i don't like them (laughs) yeah like torn torn and monday monday whatever yeah that was there's like one or two good songs on monday uh the apocalypse one i just don't they're just they're they're it's not that they're bad albums but they're so stripped back they're like what yeah, it just became like a regular heavy metal. Band, and I just I, didn't it's because he lost a lot of people, dude. They all left the band. A lot of people just left oh, one by one. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, first it was the drummer. 
And then they got that weird looking dude who looks like Paris Hilton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, remember that guy. Yeah, yeah he, he became their drummer. He's very skinny and yeah. yeah. And then they just lost all these people and like, yeah. Well, the story ends well, at least, because they came back in a, in a really good way. Oof. Last three albums, at least, have been 10 out of 10s, man. Yeah, The Atlantic and uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, which is, I was super happy because I I honestly had pretty much given up on them. I'm like, oh, they just, too. it happens. Yeah. Bands change and they didn't change. I didn't change with them. And yeah. So I was really pleased to see them come back the way they did. Yeah, for sure. I, I was, I dismissed them as well. So I'm, yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made, they made good with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You good? Yep. All right. My number nine. I'm going with uh, Alan Averill from uh, the Irish band Primordial, uh, also known as Nemfianga. Uh, yeah. His, his like, black metal name. Um, this guy is uh, just a very underrated singer. He started, Primordial started off in the early 90s as a black metal band, but they quickly evolved. Um, you know, they, they stayed black metal, but they evolved at the same time. They've become this, now I would call them kind of like a Celtic, heavy metal band with elements of still elements of black metal maybe elements prog in there, of no? metal and yeah even a little progressive mm-hmm. um but he really came into this singing voice that he didn't really have from the start like primordial's always had clean vocals but uh yeah he just became like this this as he got older oddly enough he became this heavy metal singer and he's gone on to do other uh projects like dread sovereign which is his like doom metal band um, Twilight of the Gods, which is like a pure heavy metal band, yeah, um, like a Bathory tribute. Um, he's done, uh, and he's done some other stuff too. But yeah, he another, you know, in a way that like Tom England is, he's just got this emotional style mm-hmm. that just will like draw. It'll just like he, he'll tell you a story, especially yeah. of like old old Irish uh, history and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, yeah. Anything that he puts his name on, I'll, I instantly will be interested in. Uh, and I'm always talking about Primordial, <laughs> but I think they're yes. vastly underrated as a as a band. I think they're one of the best bands ever, really. And yeah, yeah his vocals that. are, yeah, his vocals are just a. He he might not have the most. He doesn't have the range that someone like Russell Allen has or someone like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. for like a working class type singer, like he's just great at. He, he's very good at, at he knows his he knows his what he can do and he what he can't do you right. know and and you know he'll never he knows he'll never be a Ronnie James Dio or a Halford <laughs> but he yeah he does the most with what he has and he, he gets a lot out of his voice that uh most people probably couldn't with right. with with and that it, and limited it, and ability it just, it's like he knows how if, how to fit that into his music as well yeah exactly yeah so yeah for me I I I just could listen to him sing all all day long, and sometimes I do. <laughs> right on, dude! Hell yeah! My number nine, yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna take a piss break really quick, and I'll be right back. Sure. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, no worries, man. Okay. All right. Back from my break. Um, all right. So my next pick. Actually, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll try. I think it's Kettle Nordis. Kettle. What band is he from? 
Green Carnation and Trail of oh, Tears. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce that either. I, I don't think I even knew his name, but yeah, dude, I love Green Carnation. K J E T I L. I think is I think it is Kettle. I think, I think it's Kettle. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, Mr. Nordis. Yeah. <laughs> Another great singer. I think um Green Carnation um uh, came to my attention when they released uh what was it uh, that one album that's just one song a light of day day of darkness yeah, yeah. dude once oh. they did that Amazing. Uh, like fucking and apparently that's what his about his son or his daughter being born oh um like a concept album yeah oh so, yeah like to people that like stuff like opeth and catatonia if you yeah. haven't heard that dude you're fucking up <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's really, really fucking good. Uh, and then they kind of started changing little by little. Um, I think they disbanded uh, for a while, right? Yeah, they did. And I think that's when they got him. Because I don't think he was on that album. Oh, okay. You know, I actually haven't spent a lot of time with with the, the comeback albums, but I've heard they're really good, so I need to get on that. Yeah, so Leaves of Yesterday are fucking oh, beautiful album. Oh, um, the, the acoustic verses, god damn it, dude. It's my favorite album, probably that they've done. Okay. Um, and then the two that are kind of in betweeners that are kind of like between hard rock. So if so if the other one was like oh, so they kind of did a catatonia. Yes. Like, then this is more like catatonia. So a blessing in disguise, and the quiet offspring. Yeah. See, I uh, I don't. I think I've only heard their first two. And what? Yeah. No, I take it back. I've heard one of their newer ones. Yeah. I need to. I need to come back and yeah. get get on board. So, if you ever heard um, the White EP from Agalock, yeah, um, like then you're gonna love the acoustic verses because it's 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 more tr- traditional song structures, but just so beautiful. And you get to cool. you, that's like the highlight of his voice. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, which again, for because we mentioned on, on your on your show. Um, the big news this weekend was that Agalock got back together. So the boys are back together. So it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Um, hopefully they're, they come somewhere close to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I sure hope so. Because I don't know usual, if it's going to be a big tour or they're just going to do a couple dates. Or we'll it's going to have to be like always fucking East Coast, West Coast, dude. Like they usually do. I hope so. so I, hope. If, I hope it's not one of those things where like, oh, we're only playing five. So, you know, we're only going to play in LA and Chicago and New York City and yeah, but yeah. I know they're gonna have to hit the Washington area for sure, or Montana, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, they are. They're there. Portland is only ten hours from me, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, going back to to um, Mr. Nordis, <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from uh, from Green Carnation, also of Trail of Tears. Um, this gothic symphonic, um, gothic symphonic metal, um, uh, with a female vocalist as well. Oh, okay. So he must um, play guitar or something in that band. He's, uh, they have female male singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's the guy. It's really good, man. Um, I, I do like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So again, I mean, I remember just watching that acoustic versus concert and just drinking beer and just, uh, it's, it's really fucking good. Wow. Um, so highly recommend um you know going further into their discography if you can. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. And so, check out Trail of Tears as well. Yeah. 
Go for it, dude. Cool. So my number eight, I'm going with uh, Annika Van Giersbergen of, uh, well, I, I know her from The Gathering, but she's right? done a lot of stuff over the years. Um, not only is she the most beautiful woman on the planet, uh, yeah. she has the best voice. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I, I hate saying this out loud because I don't mean it in, in a negative way, but I don't, most of my favorite singers are not women. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm a, a guy, and maybe most women, most of their favorite singers are women. Maybe we're drawn to that of our own <laughs> sex. I don't know, but <laughs> to me, to me, she's just she is the best. And as far as like heavy metal goes for female singers, she's there's no one will ever be better than her. Like she yeah. has because she sings with the same power. Yeah, um, she doesn't sing in like a. Uh, A high voice she sings in like a powerful heavy metal voice or, or rock yeah. voice and, and it's just it's it's just untouchable it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman like <laughs> few singers can sing like she can't um yeah. I, i'm a big gathering fan i, I especially like the uh, mandy lion nighttime birds oh dude ones. for sure are incredible yeah um yeah. i love hearing her on devin townsend's songs because oh good dude friends. she shows up all the time on yeah, townsend's music. yeah. it's a That's and in some arion Oh, Arion. Oh, yeah. There's another amazing band. Yeah, Arion. Um, she's done. And her own. She's, she's done stuff. What What is that one band me and you were talking about uh, that she did outside of? Was it The Gentle Storm? Was that? There's was that... the There's the Gentle Storm. Then she Gentle did Storm. Ver. Ver, yeah. And then her own, just Annika van Giersbergen, uh, her own stuff. Lots of solo stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mostly yeah I mostly know her from the gathering, but I'm starting to listen to you know some of her other stuff, and it's just yeah. like it's I just another singer where I could just listen to her sing. She all was she's such a joy and yeah. like wonder. It's it makes me happy to because we were actually able to see her. Oh um, shit, dude! Uh, I think I think she might have opened up for Amorphous. Oh man, and That's she was just so graceful, so wonderful, so fucking. Yeah, she just seems happy. happy all the time. And yeah, and she was just like, you know, just just so funny, dude. You know? So I was like, yeah. you know that she appreciates everything. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Um <laughs> again, I love hearing her on I love like whenever I listen to Devin Towns and stuff, I'm always like, All right, I wonder if Annika's gonna show up here. And, yeah. <laughs> and she, was, she is on a lot of his albums. Yeah. Especially like um What's the one that I had in mind? I always forget the name of it, uh, even though I'm I listen to it all the time. Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, uh, but just listen to any listen to the gathering for sure. Yeah, Epic sure. Epicloud is the album. I was yeah, Epicloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to the Epicloud. You'll hear her a couple of times on there, and yeah, yeah, Big, uh, love her voice. Great, great fucking pick, dude. Yeah. Um. My next pick would be Jonas Rensk from Catatonia. Oh yeah. Um, uh, his um transition from uh, I would say early Catatonia, more of a death metal style. Uh, sure, and then going into where he couldn't really do vocals for Brave Murder Day. Yeah. Uh, I think Michael from Opeth. Um, yep. took over that at that point but once they started doing um, I think they might have just figured out 
we're we're gonna have to make this work. Yes. And once they released um uh fuck, what's the name of that album? Um After Brave Murder. Yeah. Oh, uh, um I always forget uh I'll look it up for you. I always forget the, the name of that. Saw You Drown. Uh Discouraged Ones. Discouraged Ones. So what's really they really yeah, once they released Discouraged Ones. We knew what, chapter, what right? Yeah, we knew what path they were on after that. Yeah. And he just got so much better after each album. Yeah, I agree. To the point where once they did um Last Fair Deal Gone Down, like I think we kind of had what we would say modern day Peritonia would be, you know. It seemed like he struggled with in there uh, for a long time he struggled with confidence in yeah. himself. Like uh, for a while, yeah, he didn't he didn't think he was a good death metal singer. And then he didn't think he was a good clean vocalist either. Yeah. Yeah. And you still see that to this day because he covers his face. Oh, yeah. I've heard he's when, he's a very shy person. Yeah, yeah, whenever he plays live, he's never he doesn't really show his really? face. I didn't now know that. when he plays in Bloodbath, that's different. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's a bass player. Yeah. Um the, the spotlight's not on him. Exactly. He doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. Some people don't like that, the spotlight, you know. I yeah, can, yeah. I can see that. So yeah. He's my, he's my pick. I mean, and everything that he's done. I know there's another great band that he did. Um, and they're just doing singles, and I forgot the name of the band. It's kind of like this industrial mm-hmm. stuff. Really? Um, yeah. Let me see if I I'd can like to hear it. that. Let me see. Um, he was an October Tide, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I think he did one album, but um, it, he at least did the first album. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I don't think he. No, it looks like he. The first one he did guitar and vocals, second or drums and vocals. Second album he did drums and guitars, so he didn't do the vocals on that one. Okay, okay. And then he was gone. Yeah, because he was too busy with Catatonia. So that must be yeah, ninety-seven to ninety-nine. That makes sense. That's when Catatonia started. A little after that, they started to break. Yeah. As far as the band you're thinking of, I d- I have not heard it uh corda yes corda is that the one okay yeah. i'll check it out it's really good there's just a bunch of singles really um okay. there might have been there might be one ep it's not um, even on the metal archive so i take it it's not a, a strictly a metal band by any means no it's not it's, it's not at all it's 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 more like along the lines of like and you know soft like industrial electronic but well, not but amazing. still kind of rock you know okay i'd so. like to hear that yeah that would be i, I do like some industrial stuff so yeah i would i would i would point this more to like baby making music okay you know? like very like it's almost like sexy you know interesting yeah i might like it yeah atmospheric maybe sounding yeah 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 there you go yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look into it. i see they have a facebook page at least and an instagram so i can yeah. look into that and, and they they released a statement recently saying that they're not disbanded. They just, they're taking their time. They're, you know, everyone's busy. Catatonia is a very uh, full-time band. So, yeah. So it's either, full, it's either Catatonia or they're doing bloodbath you know, and then they switch off. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. What an outlet though, for them to have like yeah. to release aggressive music or, you know, feeling, you know what I mean? Like they have everything. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love, I, I I've, become more of a catatonia fan 
than I ever was over the last couple of years. Yeah. I kind of went through a, a phase where I'm like, yeah, I need to get back into catatonia. And I totally did. Right on. All right. So my number seven, let's see what I got. Um, you know, like you said, these aren't maybe completely in order because now that now that I think about it, I probably would have put Annika a little higher. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, what I have for now, what I have is my number seven is I got Roy Khan. Oh hell yeah, uh, from Camelot and uh, and uh, what's the other one? I know you know it. Um, the the band that he was in pre Camelot and he's in the band now again. Uh, Conception. Yeah. Conception. They, yeah. They might have done. Um... They did prog power recently, I think, or again. Yeah, they're they're back. They're yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Roy's. Uh, I I love Camelot first of all, but what drew me to Camelot, I think, to be honest, first and foremost, was Roy's voice. Yeah, you know, when I heard that band, I mean, I still like Camelot without Roy, but uh, his voice to me, he just he sounds very much like Jeff Tate in his in his own way yeah yeah i could see that yeah for sure and i think he's even i think he's even said that in interviews i think he said that jeff tate was who he wanted to kind of emulate yeah um, but yeah he's got jeff tate's kind of like those jeff tate mannerisms right the way he the phrasings and stuff like yeah. that maybe not the same exact voice but the phrases kind of like you hear a lot of bands that copy king diamond's phrases oh yeah for sure roy kind of did that with 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 jeff tate and uh he he just he he just has so many good performances uh, on. Cam- I I like Conception. I'm maybe not as much of a fan, but I love yeah. I love Camelot. So, um, where is is Roy from? Norway. And then Camelot is that? Are they an American band? Yeah, Camelot are considered an American band, but uh, they've had many European members over the years. But that's, yeah, that's my they, my yeah. Okay. They started in they started in Florida. They're yeah. a, just like Iced Earth and uh, Sabotage. Yeah, that's and, that's pretty cool, man. It's kind of like a mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear, if someone wants to hear what Roy can bring to the table, I'd say start with something like uh, the Black Halo. Yeah, for sure. As far as Roy's performances. But uh, you can listen to any of the albums that he's on and you'll love them. But uh, I'd say a, a good starting point would be would be the Black Halo. Yeah, um, I agree. He, you really, yeah, you on that album, you really see what he brings to the table, and he just pushes himself in every every way he can. It seems like on that album, yeah, and he's just all over it. Like he adds just there's so much charisma and so much, uh, yeah, he's he's just great. Actually, I'm gonna go back and and listen to that too, dude. Yeah, it's one of my favorite <laughs> albums. I love it. Yeah, I, I revisit it um, consistently. I don't you, every year uh, I listen to it at least once or twice. So nice. Yeah, so that's my number seven. So our our my next one is completely just so far from from that, but American. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably New Jersey. Uh, I'm gonna say Eric Adams from Manowar. Oh yeah. Uh, so my this is crazy because my introduction to them, um, was I believe is it the Warriors of Metal? What is it called? Um, uh, it was uh, Warriors of the World. No, I don't think it was that one. Let me see. That was, uh, I think that was the first ah, Man of War album I heard. It was Kings of Metal. Kings of Metal, yep. A little earlier. 88. Oh, dude. That was like the very first like yeah, introduction. 
prime prime Eric Adams still at yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just bought it just because of the cover art, you know. It's a great cover. And I was like, what is this shit? And I was like, oh damn, this is pretty it was just fucking it's like fucking, some cool fantasy Conan. Yeah, fucking straight up heavy fucking metal. And then you have cool songs like Hail and Kill. Um yeah. fucking great lyrics it's a fantastic on that. Album. Yeah. Yeah, that's a total ten out of ten. Uh arguably their best album. Classic Man of War lyrics. Um Kingdom yep. Come. And then my favorite, um, the Blood of the Kings. Oh yeah. Um, and then it's it's our soft kind of cheesy. Hail and kill. <laughs> yeah, Hail and Kill is my favorite for sure. But that song, Kings of Metal, is pretty fucking cheesy, you know? Um it's but it's, it's metal, which is which means it's still awesome. <laughs> no, 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 it's great. It's kind of like cheesy in a like No, I agree with you. It's cheesy. I guess it's in a very their own man of war way, you know? Talking about how metal rules, you know, and they're they're badass. So pretty good. Yeah, but then I, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, that's that's a killer album. <laughs> yeah, they, and then uh, "Louder Than Hell" was good. "The Triumph of Steel." I love, dude. I love all the early Man of War. I love. Yeah. I even like. I like some of their later stuff too. Yeah, I I have I have heard you know their last few have been iffy, but like I go the like Gods of War from two thousand seven. I think it's yeah. great. Oh, okay. Let me see. Yeah. It's an epic. It's an epic metal album, is what it is. Um, it's as epic as Man of War gets, you know. Oh shit! Okay. Some people don't like it because it's. I, I'm assuming they probably think it's a little maybe drawn out, and, and it is. You know, it's yeah. a 73 minute album. It's full of you know, <laughs> interludes and stuff shit. like that. But it's if you like epic metal, it's. I think it's great. Yeah. Man, right. look at the cover too. Look. Yeah. <laughs> look at that cover. Love the cover. <laughs> oh man, so many tits. <laughs> And they're just all <laughs> badass and they're you know. Yeah. I a mean, little a little reminiscent of just the way they're dressed like of Kiss a little bit. It's um, funny you say that because yeah. yeah, I don't know if you knew, but like the same guy that did some of these Manowar covers did some KISS covers. What? Okay. So that's so that. you're you're seeing it. I know you are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, his name was I think Ken Kelly, I think his name was. Okay. And he actually, you're gonna like this too. Ken, yeah, Ken Kelly, he's the nephew of uh, Frank Frazetta. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. How cool is that, right? That's, I mean, fucking killer, dude. Yeah. Um, he passed Frank away, Frank. unfortunately, last year, but, uh, you know, oh, yeah, he's clearly, he's clearly of the same cloth as his uncle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, and I think he's just as good. Yeah, and he has his own identity as well, I guess, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, you you noticed it without even knowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that looks like a it looks like Kiss Destroyer for sure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at look into that up. I think you I think you love it. I'm on it, man. I went ahead and uh, added it to my list. Yeah, I mean Eric Adams is a, a he's just a, a natural great singer. Like yeah, he, he's one of those some singers, some metal guys are just gifted, and he was. Yeah, when he hits those highs, man. I mean, it's like yeah, he was born for this. Yeah, and it was it's kind of those highs kind of not you know kind of remind me of like sort of like David Lee Roth sort of like where he just hits yeah. on people, you know I, I, just... I could see that like a metal David Lee Roth yeah man for sure <laughs> right on yeah good pick he he definitely deserves to be on this this list yeah. no mm-hmm. doubt all right so my number six I'm uh, I hate putting him this low but six is nothing to sneeze at you know 
Um, sure. I'm going with uh, John Arch from uh, Early Fates Warning. Fuck yeah. Early Fates Warning and uh, the Arch Matheo stuff, which I think you said that you liked at one point. Yes, very good. It's amazing, yeah. Um, very, very good. John Arch, if you've never heard him, I I don't know how I could prepare you for it because he's very unique. And I know a lot of people, when they first hear his voice, they're not... It, he takes... you got to get used to it, first of all. <laughs> yeah. No, but the way he phrases and the way he he delivers a lot of lyrics um, is very unique. Like no one sounds like him, right? Uh, you know, even in the eighties when you know heavy metal was at its all time, you know, at, at its most popular and, and most original, uh, <laughs> nobody sounds like John. Yeah, Hitch. yeah. But what's cool about him is he, I think, and this is because he took a long break. You know, he left Faith Warning and didn't do a lot for a lot of years, but he preserved mm-hmm. his voice because he still sounds he still sounds like he did back then which yeah. almost nobody did like Ronnie James Dio aged very well as well i yeah. i compare him to that as but Ronnie Ronnie stayed busy though um <laughs> oh. john john left the business for probably 20 years uh ronnie didn't take reason i i can't remember what it was he just left he left faith's warning i think he just uh i think he he didn't want that to be his i don't think um uh, I think he didn't know they were going to get as popular as they did. He didn't know they were going to take off. And I think it's one of those situations where he's like, oh, I, I'm not ready for this. You know, I, I don't want to live on the road. Uh, you know, I don't, yeah. don't want to tour constantly. You can't I, blame him. No, I absolutely do. Yeah. So he left the band. And yeah, I asked why he didn't do anything until like 2003. I'm not sure. Probably he just missed it, you know? Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously everyone knows Faith's Warning. It's some of the most classic you know, early U.S. power metal, and then you know later on progressive, progressive metal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if anyone hasn't looked into his solo stuff, you're missing out. I agree. Yeah, um, he did, he started off doing John Arch solo, and then he did Arch Matheos with Jim Matheos from Faith Warning, and those albums are just fucking incredible. Yeah. So he's got a everything he's done has been awesome. Not, <laughs> he's lucky to be able to say that, but. No shit, huh? <laughs> no, no, no duds in his uh, yeah his lifetime. So yeah, that's that's my number six. Very very special uh, singer in my in my music listening. Right on, excellent pick, dude. Yeah, he had to be on there. So my pick, uh, my this next pick is kind of like um, I want to say predictable for for many reasons I would say, but he's a man of multiple talents. Uh, Michael Ackerfeld. Oh yeah. Again from Opeth and yeah. who just naturally just has a beautiful clean vocal, a beautiful voice. Um totally does. He is one of those few who it's like um I don't know, it just I don't know how natural it comes to him, man. I mean, if you want to hear it, you know, check out um uh, Damnation. Oh yeah, Damnation. Especially Damnation, but I mean, obviously Still life and um Blackwater Park, I think that's when he really started to peak. Yeah. Um he sounds good in Orchid. <laughs> Came into his own, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He sounds yeah. good in Orchid. He sounds good in Morning Rise. He sounds good in, in My Arms Your Hearse, but he skyrocketed from there in Still Life and in Blackwater Park. That was it, man. Yeah. He became and, a better uh, clean vocalist. Yep, and that's where that's where I feel like he became a better clean vocalist than his growls, you know, at that point. 
yeah, he got he 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 really came into his own as as far as yeah. I mean, his growls were top notch, <laughs> so he had a, yeah. he had a lot to live up to in the vocal department. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe that's what he was feeling. You know, um, no more growls. I don't know what happened there, but I mean, that's a whole other argument. But I believe it was two things. Um, one, he just wasn't interested in, in doing it anymore, and he he realized that it was hurting his voice. He was starting to not, as all singers, death metal singers do, yeah. as he get older, he just he was losing. He was kind of losing it, and he yeah. So, yeah, that and I think it was perfect timing because, like I said, that and yeah. he just didn't feel like doing it anymore, anyways. So I, it's interesting because I see him. He's a, I don't know if he still smokes, but he's a smoker. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he still smokes because I see him every once in a while. Oh, okay. There's photos of him smoking, so it's interesting. And he's also not that it matters, but he's also like one of the coolest guys on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he seems like he you could just talk music for fucking ever, dude. <laughs> yeah, but when I, I saw Opeth live, he, he it's funny his stage banter is the best. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes he goes all right. This next song's uh, we're gonna do one of our hits, and he's like, well, I mean, we're only doing hits tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cool guy. It's a dark. I know. I know. With uh, I would love to hear just be like, maybe just be a fly on the wall with him yeah. and and Peter. Um. Now what's his name? Um, Stephen, uh, Stephen uh, Wilson. Oh, Stephen Wilson, yeah. And like Jonas, because I know they they there's pictures of them three, and I would love well, to hear buddies. a conversation with all three of them. You know what? What the fuck are they talking about? Um, Michael's turned me on to a lot of uh, like seventies prog. Uh, oh yeah, too, that's like his his main love is like he loves seventies yeah. prog. The his bread and butter, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, every time I listen to uh, an interview or whatever, if he brings up a band from the seventies, I'm yeah. gonna go look. I'm gonna go listen to that because yeah, I know it's gonna be good. <laughs> that's how. That's I mean, that's how all of us probably heard Camel. You know, uh, yeah, Camel, a, a handful of bands. Yeah, um, shit, he got me into Uriah Heep. Yeah, because he talks Uriah about Heap, yeah, dude, Uriah Heep's fucking badass. <laughs> that's another uh, thing that he said when I saw them live. He said, "I can't remember if they played a Uriah Heep cover." But something he said something about Uriah Heap, and then he goes, "If you guys aren't aren't into Uriah Heap, you can just get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> That's so I was, at the time, I was like, "Oh, I only know the name. I guess I better look into that." Now, <laughs> I'm a Uriah Heap fan now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, great guy. All right, so my number uh, number five, I uh, went with. Um, so this guy doesn't have a ton of uh, recorded music because he did die fairly early on. But uh, I went with um, J.D. Kimball uh, from the band Omen. Okay. Um, along with Fate's Warning, they're a very early U.S. power metal band. You mm-hmm. know, they had their first album in 84. And it is it is along the lines of that, that very early Fate's Warning. But even more so to me, it was like the, the U.S. answer to Iron Maiden. Oh, okay. It's like the American Iron Maiden. And this guy, J.D. Kimball, let's see, what year did he die? Uh, he ha- he has one of the best heavy metal voices ever. Well, uh, he died in 2003, I guess, but he left, okay, he left Omen in like uh, 87. So he did come on with a snake on it? Yeah, one of, one of the albums, yeah. I mean, his voice is just so much charisma so much technical skill like he could hit notes and all that he, yeah um, you know he just had the one of the best metal voices you'll ever hear and again like so much charisma he just adds these choruses to his songs that were just 
once you hear them, that you'll never forget them. You'll never yeah. get them out of your head. <laughs> you know, songs like Death Rider, The Axe Man from the first uh, Omen album. Yeah. Um, yeah. D- Die by the Blade. It's one, again, once you hear them, you hear these songs one time, you're not, they're not going to leave you. And that's, that's the, the the most you can ask for with music. That's true. Yeah. And you will not forget his choruses. So, <laughs> yeah. JD Kimball, uh, bummer that he, we didn't have more from him, but what, what he left behind is just incredible. Fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Go check out some Omen if you haven't. Yeah. And for sure. And, and also wanted to do a, a, a second part to American power metal. Um, yeah. I did. I did briefly talk about Omen, but I really wanted to focus on more. Um, so maybe we can do that in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you know, my next pick. I'll be honest. I think it's on your on your list. Okay. And I think maybe we should cover it together. And it's uh, Devin Townsend. Oh man, yeah, he was. <laughs> he is on my list. <laughs> so. This is another probably people already know me. They already know that I'm I love Devin. Yeah. Um, everything from Ocean Machine to what he's done. Uh there's a couple of duds that I would count, like deconstruction, I forgot what it's called. Um Yeah, you're right. It's called deconstruction. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. There's a couple albums that are kind of like I'm not really too fond of. Yeah. But there's some songs there that are good. Okay. But that's probably I'm the still working two. my way through his discography, but I'm, I'm, okay. getting, there. I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, upon hearing Accelerated Evolution, I yeah. was just kind of. Um, yeah, cement- I was going to say, I know that one's your favorite. Yeah, it cemented it everything that this dude fucking rules. Um, and then, you know, the combination of. of um, I mean, what would you say, Devin Townsend band, Devin Townsend project, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, his voice, the way he's able to fucking change it and, and go high and yeah. have this operatics, you know, and, like and not lose it over time. Exactly. Like he still, he, I honestly, I think he sings as good now as he ever has. He does sing way better now. Yeah. And he's uh, 52 years old or something like that. I mean, the, the easy way to put this is if go look at the kingdom, the um, yes. he redid kingdom, but maybe you could see it live with probably, I think Annika's probably there. Yeah. You can see it with her. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, that's a prime example of how fucking badass he is. Yeah. That is a good, you're right. That is, if you never heard him at all and you want to yeah. just know what we're talking about, that's, probably the the best place if you just want to take five minutes that's probably the best place to start yeah yeah so i mean and it's wonderful to me that you're you're exploring more and more and i think that's so fucking cool because there's so much out there that's you know um again not all his projects are great like the one he did with um the female kind of like country star or like french oh i i liked it casualties of cool casualties of cool i just didn't i, like I liked it yeah yeah i could i was like i think i gave it three or four tries and i was like it's like oh. country rock kind of yeah stuff. i couldn't it's do it but atmospheric and yeah yeah it, it was it because you didn't like it because um he doesn't do the 
the majority of the vocals. He mostly just writes the music and plays bass and stuff. Yeah, I think that's probably why. Yeah, it's not my favorite, uh, but I but I did it did take me by surprise. Like I did like it more than I expected to. Yeah, but it's not my favorite stuff. I think maybe if it was labeled differently, it would be better for me. Yeah. If I went in with the intention or knowing that he's just, it's, is it chair or chair? I forgot the name of the person. Um, yeah. Her, uh, I can't remember her name either, but she does stuff with him. Like she does, she sings, she's kind of like an Annika for him. Like, <laughs> yeah, she sings on some of his albums and she tours. Uh, so I was watching the order of magnitude uh, okay. DVD the other night and she tours with him. And so she, okay. she like, she'll play guitar. She'll do vocals. She, she yeah. can do a lot of stuff. If if it, if they had done it where it's her featuring Devin, sure. um, yeah. like on the your side expectations would be different. Yeah, then I'd be like, okay, I'll check it out. So, yeah, no, that's understandable. But I'm I'm, sure honestly, the Bobby, there's really, there's really nothing. I mean, his fucking vocal range is. Yeah, my is, my favorite is when he gets when he does like the operatic stuff. Yeah. I I've actually said to people even recently that like I wish. I wish he would do like an operatic metal album. Yeah. Um, like like the song, uh, uh, it's on the Empath album, the song called Why. If he, yeah. if he did a full album like that, I would just, I would I'd be blown away. Yeah. You know, but instead we're going to get, <laughs> what do you say? We're going to get a play about penises and vaginas. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. so he had a, a GoFundMe or whatever for that. For that uh, like production that he did, yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> I, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm really curious. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see what he does next because me too. You never know what he's gonna do. He he doesn't yeah. like to repeat himself, so you know he doesn't. You're gonna get something yeah. different than what he did the last time. Also, I f- I kind of feel like because he's gonna do the tour, so um, yeah, we're gonna I'm get there. to see him. Uh, I'm gonna get to see him in Dallas. Yeah. Um. I'll, yeah, I'll be seeing him in uh. uh what month? Uh, July, I think. July, yeah. I think July, June or July. Yeah, <laughs> I better check. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm I think so it's, it should be fun because um, animals as leaders, they're badass. But uh, you know, I have not heard them. I've heard. Yeah. Them. I mean, they got some people. Well, like yeah, some people are obsessed with that band, so I yeah. know they're good. Tobias is a. I think that's his name, Tobias. Tobias. I think so his his he's one of the best guitarists out uh, out there that's what i hear um, i hear he's yeah he's, he's, people will say he's one of the best guitarists in history yeah now if you like instrumental gent then i'm you, open to it i, I don't know if no. it's my thing but I, i'm open to it I, I think i'll enjoy it live it's fun yeah it's fun just to hear the 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 music and stuff like that but uh it'll be tough live because there's no vocals you know what i mean yeah so that's probably the only... still really entertaining because the music i, I guess oh no yeah oddly enough when i first saw Devin um in the 2010s or something he had he had animals as leaders open up for him Oh shit! I didn't know that. So they've probably yeah. been friends all this. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny how they're gonna open up, and then it's yeah. Devin, and then it's Dream Theater. Full circle. So, yeah, and I'm hoping Devin gets at least six to fucking eight songs, man. Yeah, um, I'm assuming Dream Theater is the headliner, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I ho- I hope so too. Um, and I- I'm excited to see Dream Theater again. I haven't seen them uh, for like almost 20 years. Same, <laughs> same. It's been a long time. Even though I don't listen to them nearly as much anymore, I'm still excited to see them. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun because it's just fucking you know prog nerdiness. You know the whole night. They're bunch, an amazing. I love. I, I mean, I love the crowd. It's just gonna be a bunch of nerds, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be a mosh type situation. No, dude. Yeah. I would not. I don't think so. Yeah, that'd oh, be yeah. funny. Totally. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm so fucking excited for that. Yeah. All right. Um, so, um, yeah, man. That's. Should I just say where uh, Devin is on my list, or what do you think I should do? Yeah, where do you have him on yours? Number one. <laughs> I got him at number Shit. one. So my bad, that's, okay. that's fine. You know, it, it's we're we're we still have a few to go. So I have a feeling we'll have a couple more in common. I'm surprised we haven't got there yet, but yeah, maybe maybe not though. I, I know there's I have two that I'm suspecting to be on your list, but we'll see. Okay, and also, and I, I know I think I know who they are too. And I and I, um, they might be in my five the the last five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they could yeah. be. Yeah, that's true. True. Because I'm putting, I'm saving the last f- five for my as as. It, it's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be the uh, the list, but it's gonna be these guys are more underrated. I think. The two I have that I have in mind, I think they're gonna rank high, but we'll see. I think they're gonna rank high on your list, but yeah, I could okay. be wrong. So my uh, my number four, and this is one of the two that I was expecting uh, to be on your list, but we'll see okay. if I'm right or not. I'm going with uh, Sir Russell Allen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I knew yep. I knew there was no way that was not making it. Yeah. It would, it would be weird. I, I would say the only way for him not to make your list is that you forgot by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell Allen is, uh, I guess, mainly known for Symphony X, but you might know him from stuff like, uh, if you're more of a mainstream music person, you might know him from uh, Adrenaline Mob. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from, or if you're a deep prog metal fan, you might know him from like uh, Alan Land. Is it Lande or Land? Lande, yeah. Lande, okay. Jordan uh, Lande. Yeah, you might know him from that, but most most likely you know him from Synth- uh, Symphony X, which is, you know, one of the most popular progressive metal bands ever. American, too. Yeah. I yeah, want to say I mean, because we have some yeah. bands here. <laughs> we do. We have a few. Yeah, yeah. So he is. Uh, he is. Uh, if you're just gonna go by like technical ability, you know, really, who's who's better than he is? Yeah, I don't think there's anyone I, that's better. <laughs> that I, I swear, like when I saw Star One and I saw Star One, um, the the DVD I meant, like the performance. Yeah, I love that he comes out. He comes out. I'm pretty sure he's fucking drunk <laughs> and he comes out just like I'm a veteran and I'm ready to go. I'm going to yeah. fuck shit up. And it's like, he, it looks like he just, he reeks of cigarettes and booze and he just goes out <laughs> and he does this thing. And he's funny. so fucking good. You know, at what he does. Effort, it seems like everything he does is effortless, you know? Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's why, you know? Yeah. Like I think again, what I was talking about earlier, some some people are just gifted. I think that's what he, I think he was born to do this. Yeah, yeah. So I just think some people just open their mouths and out comes this voice, and they don't really have to try very hard. And I think he's one of them. Yeah. Do you want to guess where he was on my list? At least top two, I would assume. Number one. Yeah. Number, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Uh, like I said, there's another I think that will be on yours too. But, yeah. Uh, so he's um 
<laughs> you know, like I, I really love the uh, the like mainstream type songs that uh, Symphony X has done, but they would also be a really good someone who just never heard Symphony X and they just want to hear what I what it is I'm trying to say. I'd say go for like the Paradise Lost album. Oh yeah, I'd say, I'd say maybe start there and then yeah. If, if you don't like that album, I don't think Symphony X are for you. But yeah, if you like it, you know you can go in any direction and get all the other any other album from them. Yeah, I, I I think um let me see. For me, go Underworld back to- was cool too. Which oddly enough, why have they not had an album in eight years? I think they're on they're working on a new one, I think. Yeah, that's a kind of a long um, time. For me, the Odyssey is a no brainer. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Um and then five, the new mythology is another fucking good one. Yeah, they um, don't have a bad album. <laughs> yeah, they Yeah, no shit, huh? Um uh, he wasn't their original singer, right? They had uh, the first album they had uh No, he was Tyler. Yeah, he was not their original singer. Have you ever uh, seen them live? Uh almost. <laughs> Amazing. We were going, I saw them live and they killed. We were going to see them. They opened up for Megadeth and um my friend Hulk asked to get ready at the hotel, and when we were walking to the venue, we heard him. Oh, it was already too late. Bummer. Yep. Yeah, I saw him uh, touring with Overkill, which is a weird combination. Yeah, and they fucking killed it. It bummed me out because, at least where I live, I think it was almost ninety nine percent Overkill fans. So they they the crowd did not understand Symphony X. And that really bummed me out. That's, but I loved every second of it. So yeah, and they're just as heavy, dude. Yeah, Michael Romeo's got some chops, dude. I think I could tell there were some people there that didn't really weren't familiar, but were like, "Whoa, this is crazy." But then there were some that were just like, "Eh, I came for Overkill. I'm bored." This but I mean, at the same time, uh, I was thinking it's kind of hard to fucking listen to Bobby's vocals after a while, after a few songs. Um, I, I like Bobby. I I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I do. I love Bobby. I, it's in short short sessions that I could listen to Overkill. You know, some people feel that way. Yeah, I yeah. Get, I do. Yeah, he's got a very shrill voice. But yeah. I I love I love it. He, the dude has a, a, another one of those. He's one of those front men with tons of charisma. Yeah. For, no. 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 He's great. I just ugh, no, after a yeah. while, I'm like, I got to change it up. Yeah, I can. I can. I can understand that. For me, yeah. um, he's one of my favorite parts about Overkill. Maybe my favorite yeah but uh but yeah i was i was glad i was so happy that i got to see symphony x live yeah. e- even if you know even if the crowd didn't get it it didn't matter the, the the band still played the same and uh yeah it was it was yeah it was one of those things where i couldn't stop thinking about it for for weeks after seeing them live damn that's yeah. awesome i couldn't stop thinking about it i couldn't stop, like it was almost like a drug like i re- i wanted to see them again so bad and i knew that <laughs> It was. I knew that. Yeah. It, if I do get to see them again, I knew it would not be for a long time. That's so. funny. Whatever. I got to see him, <laughs> and that's all that matters. So. Yeah. No shit. It was just cool to see that he pulls off everything he does on the albums. Yeah. And he does not make mistakes. Yeah. No. No singing out of key. No missing notes. Nothing. He. Yeah. He, everything he does is perfect. So. It's almost eerie how 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 he does it. Yeah. It's just a professional, huh? Big time, yeah. Right on, yeah. So, my next pick, um, 
is an early one here. David Lee Roth. Oh shit! So I picked him. I picked him because early on, uh, Van Halen. You know, he's an amazing front man. He's the he's the the total package. (laughs) Yeah, as far as front men go, jumping around. You know, you know, trying to just the charisma. He's He's a he's a showman. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> and getting the crowd into it, you know, he's just such a definitely fucking one of the best front men of all time, dude. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, but he's got so he's got a good he had a good range, you know, as he got older, obviously. And um, yeah. I don't even think it's because he partied or anything like that, because I I think yeah. he stopped doing that right away. Yeah, you, um, you could tell he was always one of those dudes that took really good care of himself. So yeah, he was not one of those '80s rock stars that was doing heroin and shit. No, uh, maybe some coke because everyone did back then. But yeah, yeah, I think I think he's he's I think he takes real good care of himself as a his body and stuff. You can yeah. tell he was yeah. uh mountain climbing. Uh, I don't know what what discipline he did, but he was practicing martial arts. Um, I think he was in. Uh, I think he might have been like maybe gymnastics or something like that too in his younger days. Oh, okay. I remember correctly. And that's well, why, I mean, it makes sense why he's so that's why he's built the way that he is. Yeah. Yeah. Doing flips and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's very athletic and very, yeah. very fit guy. And if you look at him now, he's what in his sixties and he's, he'll, he'll still walk around without his shirt off. He's got, he's got no body fat, you know, like he's yeah. still like, he's still like this chiseled specimen. At, you know, he's 60, still, 65. he's still doing those, um, and I don't know if he's practicing jujitsu now or he's practicing something now. I think you're right. I, I've seen pictures of him wearing like komodos and stuff. Yeah, dude. So he's yeah. he's active and, he um, is. but certainly early on and he and was a, one of the dog best lover out there. too. Yeah, yeah, one of the best out there, man. I know people are like Dave or Sammy, and yeah, you know, for me, it's it's Dave all yeah, the way. Yeah, just because it was more fun. Um, you know, they were having a great heavier, time. Heavier songs too, like they were. Sammy, Sammy is great, but it, most of the Sammy songs, too many ballads. Also, at that time, they started to implement way too much of the the keyboard, the synth and stuff, and yeah, uh, that was way too much for me after that. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. You you wanted more of the street tough rock, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the heavier. Yeah. Um, and at one point they borderline heavy metal because if you hear like hot for teacher or if you hear I'm the one, um, yeah. they, there's like, uh, I don't know if, uh, the, the brother was like just, uh, playing scattered double bass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just... I'd say that first album is bordering on, on heavy metal. Yeah. 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 Similar to like Motley Crue and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. That's, and I think that's why so many, heavy metal ba- uh, fans took to Van Halen, you know? Eddie's fucking, fucking uh, guitar work. Yeah. Was it Alex? Alex is fucking outstanding. Uh, yeah, he is. I know he made it sound like a fucking motorcycle when he was playing Hot for Teacher. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so cool. I actually have a, a friend who's a drummer, and I asked him to kind of explain to me what Alex was doing on that song. Yeah. So he kind, of, he kind of explained it to me. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's literally just playing... Him playing like double bass, but really uh, in a different way. Obviously, yeah. almost like almost like doing it off. But yeah, it's done with with uh, two bass pedals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, good good pick. I didn't uh, I didn't expect that. All right, 
So uh, my number three, I'm going with, uh, and this is the other one that I uh, expected to be somewhere on your list. I'm going with uh, Ray Alder. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I got both <laughs> Faith Warning singers. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of both of those guys. Um, and a oh. lot of people might might <laughs> think it's weird that I put him above John Arch, but I couldn't help it. Well, we hear more Ray than anything. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I thought it was strange that he had to cut his name. Because his name was Raymond Alderrama, and he ah. just shortened it out to Ray Alder. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So, and he's from Texas too. Uh, yeah, and one of the first, uh, well, it's not one of the first, but one of the major points that I see is that I'm drawn to is because he's he's Hispanic as well. You know. Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and uh, the reason <laughs> the reason that I put him above John Arch is, mm-hmm. I guess, I mean. I'm a real big fan of the early Fates Morning, uh, maybe a little bit more than the later, but I just, uh, I, I guess I just really like Ray's voice just as a singer. If you're taking Fates Warning out of it, yes, um, I just really, really love his his singing, especially on uh, Parallels from oh, Fates. Oh, dude, yeah, man, that's yeah, that's the album to go to if you're if you want to hear Ray's voice and see what he's capable of. Yeah, go, just good. go right to that album. Or if you if you're more of like a power metal fan or thrash metal fan, you could yeah. go for um, uh, what's it called? No, uh, no exit. No exit's fucking outstanding. So that that you're gonna see him doing crazy like Jeff Tate type stuff. Yeah, uh, but Parallels will give you a diff- more of a mainstream uh, emotional performance. I think between those albums and also Perfect Symmetry, oh, you, Perfect you, Symmetry, yeah. you do hear those vocals as well. Yeah. Um, once you once you got to like um i don't want to say he was more subdued but like i wasn't the biggest fan of a pleasant shade of gray but it's it's, it's an okay album um, yeah to be honest i'm still kind of letting that album sink in <laughs> yeah um it's a whole they, i've only really listened a couple of times i have yeah. a friend that's like a diehard f- a fan of that album but i just haven't quite got there yet yeah, there's a lot of people who are really hardcore into it. It's okay. It's not it's like, like a cult classic album. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might be of of the Ray era. I would say that's probably their their most popular, but it's not my favorite. But right, I could change over time. Yeah, I'm still I I'm still I'm still uh, working on it, and sometimes albums take me years and years and years to get into. There's one day it'll just it might just click, you know. So. I think there's a high chance of it, but uh, yeah. We'll see but yeah uh his i mean his performance on parallels alone is is mm-hmm. enough with that that would be enough for for me to put him on this list let's put it that way yeah so yeah he would have been my my first of the underrated list yeah yeah and he is and underrated i, I do You're feel right. like he is underrated yeah yeah so so then I guess we'll cross him off my list. We'll cross off Russell Allen. Uh, <laughs> Unless you it, wanted to talk more about them. No, no, that's why. Cause it works, you know, shortens it up. Yeah, true. Um, and then, well, we'll move on with my next one, my next pick, uh, which is, I don't know if you, if maybe you, you might heard of this guy, John Oliva. Uh, oh, sure so have. again, <laughs> so sabotage, which again, he actually, Mentioned before in this weekend, we heard that he's going to release or he's working on a new sabotage album. 
hopefully by next summer. Oh yeah. Uh, super excited about that. And John is a person who's just has a very unique voice. And <laughs> very unique. He can hit the highs. He can do so, sort of like aggressive vocals. Yeah. Um, and I remember hearing John Oliva's Pain, um, the Taj Mahal album, I think. Fucking. That's a cool, that his Pain stuff is worth looking into. Yeah, dude. Heard it. Yeah, yeah that's, that was the first of them. So oh, okay. fucking good. So fucking good. Yeah, no, um, I agree. But just hearing him on on sabotage shit, it's just yeah. Um, streets again, and awesome uh, gutter ballet. You know, yeah, gutter ballet. Yeah, um, that's more of him truly, truly singing. True. Uh, less, less, it, more of that uh, aggressive style. More of singing. More, yeah, because uh, I would say the earlier stuff is traditional heavy metal. Totally. Um, yeah. and then pirate metal, whatever you want to call it. And maybe even early power metal too. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Even better. Early power early, metal. Early early US power metal. Like yeah. And then we got we start hearing the more progressive side to them and oh yeah. Uh which is where I love them the most, probably. Yeah, that's you're like my buddy Chris. He's the same way. Uh in fact, he rarely listens to the uh the early albums. He's like uh streets and forward. Those are his favorites. <laughs> Yeah. That's funny, dude. No, yeah. I like I like the other albums too, Sirens and oh, um, I love them. Uh, what Hall is of it? the Mountain King, yeah, Hall of Mountain King, fucking Power of the Night, the, the fucking riffs galore on that one, you know. So yeah, his brother uh, Chris, oh my yeah. god, one of the one of the most underrated guitarists of all time, oh, mostly easily. due to he died pretty early on. I know that sucks big time. I think he was wasn't he like in his mid twenties when he died? I think so, dude. It was. What eighty something? Um, so he had become that good, yeah, at, at an early age. So imagine, imagine what he could have done with another ten years under his belt. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. And I think uh, yeah. was he drinking and driving, or he got hit by someone? He got hit by a drunk driver. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, he was. Uh, I think he was by himself. Luckily, yeah. So because you know, I'm sure that sounded like it was a pretty bad wreck. Yeah, and so luckily because he, he had a like, he had a wife, so it's a good thing that she wasn't in that car with him. Yeah, I, I know that was a down downward spiral for John too. It was, it was. Yeah, I I personally think that, I mean, yeah, um, John loved to party and still does, but mm. I think that yeah, I think that's been, I think that's well, needless to say, I think that caused him a lot of trauma. You know, and, yeah. For sure. I don't think he ever really got over it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, like they were really close, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's move forward. What you got next? My number two is uh, I'm going with uh, Tony Martin, one that I don't think anyone saw coming, unless you know me really well, that you would have. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Martin, to me, is one of the most over, over underrated vocalists of all time. Yeah. Um, he got his big break, you know, singing for Black Sabbath. A lot of people right. don't even realize who who he is, first of all, and second of all, that he was in Black Sabbath. Um, he sang on, let's see, it was five albums, I think. He was their singer from, let's see, uh, not 86, 87 through, 
87 through about 90, and then he came back for another two albums from 94 to 95. So he was yeah. in the band uh, over five years or so. And yeah. um, for me, he just brings like, yeah, he's similar. He kind of has a similar voice to Ronnie James Dio, but uh, he, he has his own thing. And he's another one of those singers where it's like he was just a born natural. He can hit. He could, he could, in his prime anyways, he could hit any high note that Halford could do or Jeff yeah. Tate could do, but he didn't get a, even a fraction of the, uh, of the uh, attention that those guys got. I know. Yeah. Sabbath were just so unpopular at the time. Yeah. And it sucks because he should be mentioned, you know, next to Jeff Tate and stuff like that. But he, he isn't because, you know, he doesn't get that because, just because he's just not as famous, you know? His recent album Thorns, I believe, was really it was good. Good, really. Yeah, it was kind of a back to the basics, like yeah. uh, his Sabbath album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd recommend uh, people checking out the Headless Cross album from. Oh yeah, Canada. oh yeah, for sure. And you can see, you know, what he brings to the table as a as a singer. And yeah, it's a lot of class and a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, range. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I can't get enough of uh, of those albums. I love them. I am going to take another pee break. Yeah, no worries, man. Fucking Red Bull's going through me, man. I'll be right back. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Oh, yeah, it's because I had like two or three water bottles and then the Red Bull. <laughs> I, and... I know. I get that way sometimes, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you were. Um... I was. I did my number two. Okay. All right. So my next one is probably going to surprise a lot of people, but maybe not. And it's D. Snyder. Yeah, he deserves it. D. Snyder is also another very charismatic. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Frontman. That guy was born to be an entertainer, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's a showman, you know. Yeah. He has. He, he, he loves. He loves the 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 spotlight oh yeah easily and <laughs> he's um but he's got the chops he, he's able to sing he's got uh great vocals especially early on yeah absolutely. um i love watching the documentary you know we are twisted sister oh shit i haven't seen that yet yeah really fucking good it it, it goes up to the point before they made it like when they made oh, it okay. big with their first album oh okay so it's not their tile entire oh uh, okay career it's just so kind of it kind of stops right right yeah it stops right and then literally like when you watch the the, the show the movie it just okay cuts there cool i'm yeah, and I need to watch that it's a good one it's a, a bit of a tearjerker just because of the amount of effort that went I've in heard that. for them yeah and um kind of like the anvil documentary oh dude you gotta have some tissue for that one dude you gotta yeah fucking lips <laughs> So, it's, a, it's got a happy ending though yeah it does and they're fucking still kicking ass right now so yeah yeah cool um, guys you know d snyder is also one who literally fought you know tipper gore and the pmrc yeah. and you know yeah. was one of the few people you know who, uh, every now and then I'll, I'll actually watch that on youtube i'll type that in i just if i need inspiration or something yeah and i just watch d snyder's speech you know yeah say that in uh mr rogers uh speech oh hell yeah 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 when they ask him right why why should they continue no um, yeah 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 
Yeah, yeah. He's that's giving his speech in the courtroom. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. This it, it's great, man. That we have that we had people there during that time to fucking not give in to the fucking censorship and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. You're right. D uh, D did a lot for that. And not only that, I mean. Talk about free publicity being on the on the filthy fifteen or whatever <laughs> again, <laughs> just like with Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, same and, thing. And then again, trying to politicize the the idea of of metal of music being uh, bad for the soul or ma- making people yeah. kill themselves or you know Black Sabbath or you know Judas. Priest. Which all the all these years later, it's funny uh, that would actually be proven to be incorrect. Yeah, there's. Because now there's there's actual scientific studies that have shown like the effects of the brain of pe- uh, people that listen to heavy metal. It's like the same as people that listen to any type of music. Yeah. It, it enhances their lives and it yeah. does not cause them to do anything negatively. It's that's like a, an actual scientific study now. And, and have you seen? Which is a fucking. I mean, we could testify to that. But I mean, yeah. Can you imagine? Also, the MythBusters did on plants um, when they did different music to raise plants and they put some symphony. I didn't, I didn't see know. that. Yeah. They placed classical music. They placed, uh, what else? Someone just screaming negative things. Yeah. That, that plant grew, grew the least compared oh, to the okay. plant and listened to heavy metal. Oh, wow. That, so metal was the one that made him grow the fastest. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder if it has to do with like the vibrations and the, uh, yeah, right. Know. It has to be something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, chicken soup for the soul, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, D. Snyder. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. So that would have been, I guess, my number one, but not really, because I'm rolling into the 15, right? The all the way to the 15. Yeah, my number one was was Devin Townsend again. Okay. Now, since you got two of my two of the dudes in my 15, I'm just gonna go with the last three. Okay. So. You're, ne- you're next. Oh yeah. So all right, my uh, who I have in the number fifteen spot. This this is probably going to be the most or the the uh, the least expected on this entire list out of both of us. But I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy only sings on one album, but I'm, I had to put it on there because I, I enjoy it so much. I'm going with a guy named David Bauer. Uh, he was sings here. He used to sing for a band called Hell. I don't know if you've ever heard Hell. Um, they were they were around in the uh, new world of uh, or new wave of British heavy metal days. And yeah. then they disbanded in like 1986 and they came back in 2011 with uh, an album called human remains hmm. on a uh, nuclear blast records. And yeah. it's, it's a fantastic album. It's uh, probably one of my favorite, you know, traditional metal albums and uh, David's vocal performance here. Is, it's just so fun. Like he, he was actually, he came from a theater background. So okay. he brings all this charisma and all this like stage uh, experience to uh, to the to his band. Um, so like, not only are you uh, feel like you're listening to a heavy metal album, but you feel like you're watching a play at the same time. Oh uh, wow! He's, everything he does is so theatrical, and uh, he's got a cool voice. He uh, doesn't sound like really anybody. Like it's just so unique. I can't. If I was going to compare him to one guy, I guess I'd probably say John Oliva. Okay. He has like oh. that kind of a weird vibrato and stuff, but uh, that's the only thing I could possibly compare it to. So 
Human Remains 2011. Yeah. And then amazing album. What was their first one? Curse and Chapter or uh, no, that was their first full-length album because back in their uh, new uh, wave of British heavy metal days, they only had demos and singles. Okay. So they had that Human Remains from 2011 and Cursed Chapter from 2013, which okay. is good, but I don't think it's anywhere near as good as Human okay. Remains. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I'm ear booking or what is it? Uh, <laughs> Human Remains. Got it. It's yeah, it's an it's an incredible album. I still love it. Like it's. Uh, I I would say it's even though it didn't come out in the eighties, a lot of the songs on here were were from the eighties. So it's yeah. it still has that, you know, that prime uh, new wave of British heavy metal feel to it. Ah, I love that. And if I were to lump it in with, with that in you know, in that movement, that this would be one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, like top top five probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting story the band has. Almost like the band Satan, where they went away for like twenty five. Oh, that's years right, huh? Back. Similar, similar thing to that, really. And they're and just so big now. They're another band where it's like they're making better music now than they ever. Did. Yeah, their post comeback albums are fucking incredible. You know, uh, Kirith Ungle also, or Sirith Ungle, a cool band. Yeah, also fucking did that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I really, I, I, I'm a, I love them too. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> so this next one I feel is one of the most underrated. Uh, and I'm, t- I'm talking about Midnight from Crimson Glory. Oh, and, dude, yeah. And listening to Transcendence, uh, you know, the last what month or so, maybe. Oh yeah. Um, but God damn it, man! Talk about also having Jeff Tate sort of vibes. I Big mean, time. Time. this is this is like right the the that's like he followed that sort of template but made it his own, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's such and and what's fucking crazy about Transcendence is that you have a mix of like sort of these ballads, but then they get fucking heavy. Yeah, and then you have songs like fucking Red Sharks and Where Dragons Rule. You know, some of the best like some of the best progressive metal ever. Yeah. Yeah, so fucking good. Mask of the Red Death. Um, and then you know he had a short, short-lived career. I would say he did. Didn't he die? Uh, uh kind of early on. I think he passed like in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I think he kind of like he did the um, Crimson Glory, and then he he left for. I think he's only on what like the first two albums. I think. Right. Yeah, I think the first two or three. Yeah, and then I know Todd Latore, which is another outstanding singer. Yeah, uh, he did an album with Crimson Glory. I think he might have, or he did drums. No, he, he only he only appears on a, a demo. Oh, does he? Yeah, really unfortunate because it should have happened. Yeah. Um. Talk about another uh, <laughs> underrated. Um, yeah. No, Todd. Todd wanted to be in Crimson Glory, but they just were dragging their feet for too long. They basically yeah. wasted his time. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it was one of those situations where, like, yeah, we're, we'll get, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll, and they did, and they just didn't do anything. Yeah. And he basically stuck around for like I don't, a long time, <laughs> like five years or something like that. And they just pretty much wasted his time. He could have been somewhere else, man. Fuck. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, right. huge, huge bummer. But uh, my number fourteen here's another 
unexpected one that no one's going to see coming. But I went with uh, a, a singer named Frank Brennan. Uh, okay. He sings in a band called uh, Morning Beloved from Ireland. Oh, yeah. I know who they are. Um, he, well, he's mostly a guitarist in that band, but he also does... Uh, he used to do death metal vocals in that band. Now he, he does guitars and he only does clean vocals. And uh, there, another guy does the death metal vocals. But he has this amazing clean voice where he also sings in a band called Old Season, which are more of a uh, traditional heavy metal band. Okay. But... Uh, He's just another one of the singers where he's super underrated. He he can sing as well as just about anyone out there. Yet, get you know doesn't doesn't get recognition because I mean he really he hasn't done as much you know as a lot of people have. Yeah. Uh, you know he old season only had uh he only sings on one of their albums, um, and Morning Beloved, you know were a doom death band for the they still are so he yeah <laughs> they didn't start using clean vocals for a long you know for a long long time so. But uh, I, I remember sending you uh, the song uh, Terrible Beauty is Born. Do you remember that? Uh, let me see. I remember you said you liked it, but it's um, it's just a track on on one of the Morning Beloved albums, but it's the one track. Well, there might be some other tracks on there that have some clean vocals, but this song is all clean vocals. And it's it's kind of sounds like a primordial song. It's It's amazing. It's one of my favorite songs of of the last, you know, 10 It's years. off the Rust and Bone? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't send you the whole album. I don't think I think I just sent you that song. Oh, you sent me the video, no? Yeah, the video, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. It's just, it's just incredible. It'll, like, it'll give you goosebumps. Yeah, I remember that. Another another song, you know, about Irish history. and Yeah. Uh, very, very grim and, and emotional. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a unusual one, but I just enjoy what little clean vocal work I've heard from him. I just enjoy so much. That's cool. Yeah, that one I think there's a lot of thought come into that one, so that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um This this next pick would be another underrated singer, uh Damien Wilson. Uh Damien Wilson has been in Star One. Threshold, uh, Threshold are cool. Yeah, that Lalu album that we talked about. Yeah, uh, I still need to listen to that. I have it on my iPod. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Arion. You know, he's been all around. You know, yeah, did his own stuff. Um, but Damon Wilson is another guy who has a very sultry voice and very unique voice. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I think perfect for progressive metal. Not necessarily for power metal, like Russell could do the full range. True. But but Damon Wilson is more of a uh, progressive metal kind of guy. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, he reminds me of a uh, bigger, normal size, taller, long-haired Robin Williams. You know? <laughs> he, That's a good point. Yeah. It, you see him in uh, the Arion's um, the, uh, performances. And he just, I'm like, what the fuck? He looks like Robin Williams, dude. <laughs> and um, when you see I him actually earlier, never, I've never seen what he looks like, so that's it's funny. funny, dude. Like when you see him early on in a uh, um, Star One, he was younger, he has short hair, he looked more like like Mork and Mindy type Robin Williams. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow, so <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Can't say that about many people. No, <laughs> that's a unique look right there. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, he's one of the best out there, and I feel like incredibly underrated for sure, dude. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I need to I need to hear more of his stuff. Yeah. All right, for my uh, I guess I'm still numbering him. I guess uh, my number thirteen, I got uh, this is a singer that some people know. It just depends on on who you are and what mm-hmm. you listen to. But I'm going with uh, Rick Mathiason. Oh, yeah. Um, I know him mostly from Steel Prophet, which is a really cool band that I I enjoy. Cool, yeah. like kind of power metal band. But he's been in a lot of shit. Some people might know him. Uh, he sings. I know. I'm pretty sure you've heard Redemption, right? The band Redemption. Yeah, yeah. Because Ray Alder was in that band. He's yeah. on one of the Redemption albums, actually, and I haven't I haven't heard it though. But they actually just released an that. album. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Oh shit, pretty good, man. Let me get on that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I'd say people probably know him from either Redemption, the one album, uh, or Steel Prophet. He was in for a long time. He was in the band from. Uh, it looks like 89 until about 2015 on and off a couple of times. But uh, my favorite Steel Prophet album is Messiah from uh, 2000. Yeah. Uh, this band does have, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of religion, but this, this band does kind of, I think they're religious guys. Um, at least that's the vibe that I get from a lot of the songs, a lot of the lyrics, but. Steel Prophet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the name kind of will tell you, but yeah, look at the lyrics yeah. and the song titles and stuff, yeah, yeah. but that's, that's okay. Uh, Rick's voice. Yeah. Incredible. He sounds a lot like uh, Ronnie James Dio at times, Yeah, uh, but not always. Yeah. He has his own thing going on. Sometimes, sometimes he sounds like Dio he definitely has a very eighties kind of eighties heavy metal voice, but he's, yeah. just, he's just really good at it. <laughs> I think the only one that I'm familiar with is book of the dead and um, unseen. As much as I like uh, Steel Prophet, it's funny. I've heard very few of their albums. So uh, since I love Messiah so much, I'm, and I've, I've been told by Steel Prophet fans that that's not even their best album. So I, <laughs> I, should, I should look into some others, especially like yeah. uh, Dark Hallucinations from 99. I heard is really good. But yeah, killer okay. killer voice Rick's got. So. And this is an American band too. Connected. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend Messiah for sure to any, yeah. anyone who likes traditional heavy metal or power metal or any of that stuff. Yeah. Prog metal. So yeah, I'm glad to have him on here. I'm uh I'm gonna down to my last one. Oh yeah. Um, right. and because well, Russell Allen Russell Allen was my number one pick. Yeah. Um and overall and I feel like most underrated plus my favorite singer. Um, so my this will be the next one. This will be my last one. So this will be um, World Dane. Oh, yeah. One of the most uh, revered, but also I feel like he's underrated in the biz. Um, totally. He had this very unique set of vocals starting from Sanctuary on, you know, and totally yeah, unique. Um, he was it's like he was made for heavy metal, you know. Um, and so it was, it's unfortunate that he passed away recently. Well, it, to me, it's still recent, but it's been that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Still been a few years, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like he's one of the best out there and he, well, he was one of the best out there. Totally. A lot of, uh, uh, conviction in his, like 
very venomous, you know, and angry and, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's this, there's this sort of uh, set of vocals that are, uh, like you said, there's no lie in what he's, in what he's saying. No, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, Bump, it's such a loss for him to be gone. Oh, yeah. Like he, another one of those guys that could have, he, you know, he, he would have still been at it. We would have, you know, some, some good albums from him, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. And then what's crazy <laughs> is like, not only did he have like these sort of aggressive vocals, but he also hit highs, man. So yeah, yeah, he had the ability. He had, a good he had range. He had range. Yeah. yeah. Especially in, especially in Sanctuary. Oh, yeah. Like, that oh, yeah. was all about hitting the high notes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Seattle, great Seattle bands, <laughs> Sanctuary and, and Nevermore. Yeah. Yeah, good good pick there cuz he he definitely needed to be here. My uh my number 12 I went with uh David DeFeas from Virgin Steel. Um Oh shit. That's likely to be the only thing most most people are going to know him from, but he was also in uh uh Jack Star's Burning Star. So oh, okay. some people know know that one. Yeah. Um but Virgin Steel is his baby and uh very much Virgin Steel are very much like Man of War. They're almost like Man of War's yeah. sister band, you know. Yeah, and yeah. David sounds a lot like Eric Adams. I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I would say he can do. If one can do things, the other can't. They right. both have their own sound, but I, I would I would compare him to Eric Adams if I were to choose one singer. But yeah. very uh, very charismatic vocals. Like uh, if you listen to stuff from, let's see, albums like the Marriage of Heaven and Hell. Yeah, uh, House of Atreus, uh, and even the early stuff. He's just like such a charismatic vocalist, and with a lot of range too, and a natural, you know, natural great singer. Yeah, uh, Virgin Steel are definitely like a cult classic band at this point, but you know, I think David DeFeas needs uh, definitely needs to, you know, definitely deserves credit for his uh, his amazing vocals. Are they also a Florida band? New York, just like Man of War. Oh, yeah. Okay. Long Island at that. I can't remember if Man of War from Long Island, but yeah, Damn, that's pretty cool, man. S- similar in many in many ways. Yeah, no sure. It looks like Man of War were from Auburn, New York. So I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's a small state, so they couldn't have been too far from each other. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Virgin Seal started '81. Man of War started '80. So they were real close. My guess is honestly, a, it was a, a coincidence that they sound so much alike because. One one couldn't really have ripped the other off by much. Virgin Steel's first album was '82. Man of War's first album was. Well, why am I looking at Steel Prophet? Man of War's first album was '82. Uh, so they, <laughs> their debut albums. I think it's just coincidence that they yeah. uh, that they sounded so similar. Fucking crazy, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. maybe they knew each other. I I don't know. I don't know. Actually. Yeah, no shit, huh? I would have. They saw each other in the clubs. Yeah, they would have had to have known each other. Yeah. Being in a small state like New yeah, York, sure. being yeah. around the same exact time, yeah, they had to have, they had to have passed by. <laughs> same, yeah, some of the same places. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You're done. So I have a few more to go through. My, uh, where are we at? My number eleven. This is gonna another one that's gonna be an odd selection, but I went with. Uh, this is gonna be hard to say. Uh, Adelbjorn. Trigvason, uh from a band called Solstafir oh, from yeah. uh, Iceland, one of my favorite bands. Um, super emotional, dude. Yeah, 
super emotional. I mean, uh, he goes by Addy. That's what I guess his friends and stuff call him. So I'll just say Addy. But yeah, he, uh, you know, not not the most uh, conventional type singer. Uh, another one of those singers, kind of like Alan Averill, where he uh, is able to use what he has to, and you know, get the most uh, possible out of out of what he has. Um, yeah, like you said, super emotional. I, I'd say the uh, 2009 album Cold is one of my favorite. Probably one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, um, it's. So I could see some people maybe thinking it's a difficult album to get through because it's just it's so. By the time you're done listening to it, you just feel like you need a nap. But I I don't mean that in a, <laughs> not that it's boring, but it's just it will put you through through so many emotions that it's just yeah. it's, it will wear on you a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. not a probably not an album that you could listen to all the time, but it's just so fucking good. It's a special album. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't even know how to talk about it. Uh, Solstice started out as a black metal band, actually, yeah. in, the, in the mid-90s. But by by the time Cold came out in 2009, there's zero black metal on that thing. Yeah, for sure. And they never went back to it either. They never they never went back to black metal after they kind of got, got out of it. But yeah, whew, incredible album. Like I said, I don't, I don't know what I would what, what I compare it to because I don't I've never heard anything else that sounds like it. So whatever i know like that, uh, that, that's such a different sound too like yeah i'm if if there's a band you can compare them to i just i'm not aware of it so <laughs> and I then feel, uh, yeah yeah that's good yeah you, you have any ideas or i mean possibly the not like, like a non-metal agalock almost yeah that's a good point actually you know when Agalock are stripping the metal away, yeah, more like the atmospheric sort of stuff going on. That's actually a yeah, that's actually a perfect comparison. I had not thought of that. Yeah, like take something like um, the mantle, Agalock the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, take away the black metal vocals and uh, yeah, I could that that could slide right into uh, Solstice's discography. Yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. So what do I have now? That was my number 11. So I think I just have. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that was all. I went through all of them. You know, I don't know why. Number 11. I man. um. I have a few that I took off my list. That I wanted to quickly go by. Yeah, might as well. Uh, I know I added, you know, John Bush earlier. I Good. wanted to add. I wanted to add Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper. Yeah, great singer. Um, I wanted to add Michael Kiske. Oh, um, yeah. Hello. Um, yeah. And non-metal, I suppose. It might not count for this episode, but we know Steve Walsh. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, Steve Walsh is one of my favorite singers. Yeah. Lou Graham. Oh, yeah. And oh, uh, yeah, and Phil Lineup from from Thin Lizzy. Yeah, I I just kind of wanted to include those really quick because I know uh, almost may, bordering heavy metal. Yeah, there may be some old schoolers out there wondering what's up with this list, but I feel like we hit upon all genres of metal. Yeah, uh, and and all you know what I mean, like all kinds of singers. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, there you go. Some of our favorite, and this is just some. Yeah, it was hard. Not even we all could, of them. Yeah. yeah, we could have we could have done a fifty, right? You know, I think all dude easily. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred even. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been easy to do that, even even at a hundred. It would have um, been easy. Yep. So, but these are just some of our favorite singers uh, in heavy metal, clean vocals. Yeah. We we could also continue maybe do a, you know, Cookie Monster vocals one day. You know, I, I yeah, I could do that easily. The, yeah. the growls, but it might be too similar to Chris Barnes's fucking. Um, well, yeah, we could uh, we could set that as a almost all beyond my. Well, we could set it up to where it's not any of those. True. Yeah. True. Because it would be uh, it would be boring to have the same exact or ninety percent the same. Yeah. Exactly. Which that's why this was fun because yours were pretty much all different except for the two that you picked. Yeah, we only crossed over twice, and then uh, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even consider you uh, picking Devin Townsend. Yeah. <laughs> so three times we crossed over. Yeah, but was that's that, out of fifteen. Was that Ray Adler? Uh, yeah, um, Adler or Alder, Devin, um, Devin Townsend, and uh, Russell Allen. And Russell Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Now that so, would yeah. be a fucking album. <laughs> sure would be. Sure would be. <laughs> It'd be like an Arion type situation. Yeah, it would be, dude. Did you ever hear the story? It was kind of funny about, you know, how Devin Townsend is on one of those Arion albums? Yeah. And so uh, the Arion guy, I always forget his name. Arjun? Like Arjun, yeah. So he, so if anyone doesn't know, all the singers that are, are on Arion, those singers are there for a reason. Like he hand selected all of those. Yes. This wasn't, wasn't a thing that the label put together. He, I, I saw an interview with him and he, he said from day one, what he did was he just wrote down a list of all the singers he wanted to work with. Some of them he's he hasn't been able to get yet, but uh, so he's got he's had a list. And yeah. uh, when he <laughs> he sent an email to Devin Townsend, I guess Devin gets a lot of offers like, hey, can you do, be on my album? Blah, blah. He said he gets all the time emails and he gets kind of tired of it. So he, he wasn't familiar with Arion, so he didn't know who Arjun was. And so Arjun says, I just get this email back from Devin, one word. No, <laughs> it's like so. I emailed him back. I'm like, well, can you at least hear me out? You know, I I do this and that. And I, you know, Devin's such a nice guy. I'm sure once Arjun was like, you know, I have you on my list for a reason. Uh, you know, there's a reason why I emailed you. And here's a list of the other people. You know, I, I, Bruce Dickinson has been on one of his albums. Yes. yes. So I think probably after you know he anyways he convinced you know he, it took some convincing for Devin. De- Devin said, "All right, I'll do it, but you know you have to let me write my own lyrics." He's like, I just don't like singing other people's lyrics. And Arjun was like, that's fine. Yeah, as long as as long as you're in, you can do whatever you want. And so Devin's like, all right, I'll do it then, you know, if I can write my own parts. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Right. I, you know, yeah, no Devin, shit. He, he says on his podcast, he kind of explains that a little bit. He, he says he just does not get any enjoyment. And he could make extra money that way. So it's not like, you know, he could easily make a bunch of money, I'm sure, yeah. by letting, you know, doing guest vocal but he says he just hates it. That and just producing bands, you know? That's yeah, what he used to do. So I could see used, that. Yeah. He was a producer for a long time, like 10 yeah. years or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Did a bunch of, I uh, can't remember, probably numerous labels, but yeah. I think I own some of the albums that he produced. Yeah. Well, he did He did Soil Work, Lamb oh, yeah. of God, I think. Yeah, Lamb of God. I think Unearth. Um, I think he might have. Some metalcore stuff, because that's what was popular yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So then he, he made a lot of friends that way because he I, I know he he still will bring like he's really good friends with the soil work guys and stuff. Oh, <laughs> they're fucking great, man. 
There's yeah, seems like it. Still fucking kicking ass too. Yeah, they, they're 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 still uh still at it. It seems like I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, very consistent. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you don't really see that. So it's no. I I mean whether you know, after a while it's kind of samey, but they they're still consistently pumping out like a good. I've album. heard uh I've heard their last album was really good. Yeah, it was. I've I've heard people are like this is uh, some of their best stuff they've ever done. So. The last two really I've been really okay. really 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 good. So. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard anything they've done in a long time, so I, I, yeah, I, I check them out. Go for it. Um, so I know we still have that Prague Rock album, uh, Prague Rock albums. Yeah, I need to. I, I need of, to continue on that. I I kind of have mine sort of set up already. It's so tough. And, I'm gonna look it up, my my, my list. I'm gonna yeah. look it look at it again, kind of make tweaks. Yeah. Um and just kind of um uh, reevaluate, see how I like that. So um what, how many yeah, albums man. was it were we gonna do ten or what? I think we said twenty, no. I mean I could easily do it twenty, so <laughs> um it, yeah, I could easily do it. Uh no. We did. We said ten. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Ten would probably be better because I don't. I, I don't like. To, if I did twenty, I would have too many um, of the same band making. Yeah. Those. I'd have like yeah, five, yeah, that's, that's five Genesis albums. And my rule, I like to typically. I like to only do one band per list. I don't like that's to repeat the same band. Exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. I, I hate when I see like top twenty black metal bands and yeah. six of them are Dark Throne. You know. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> It's like I don't yeah. disagree with that. I, I I'm a big Dark Throne fan, but I I just want I want a list that has more variety. Sure, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think this one. Um, I know for sure we're gonna have different bands on this one. I feel like mine are probably gonna be more, uh, not necessarily mainstream. Okay. But more popular, I would say. Yeah. Um. What was it? What, did we say we're only doing 70s or is it any decade as long? 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Or even uh, we could even say late 60s, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like no, no. If, if, Crimson album and, yeah. if it's earlier, that's it's not a big deal. But I, I didn't want it to go on to the, to the 90s. Yeah, because no. that becomes a whole different scene. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, Because Prague, Prague became unpopular. It kind of almost went away, but then it came back in the 90s like a a second uh second wave of prog yeah yeah i think there was um i mean we could always end up doing like i i did a prog metal we could do another prog metal episode if you want i could do it yeah that'd be because that's something i've been wanting to talk about again is another yeah that's a whole whole different uh, ball game is you know oh yeah and that's to me me, i don't like lumping in prog rock and prog metal because to me that's different you know obviously prog metal was came from you know ins- inspiration of like 70s prog yeah. but i you know i would never compare like king crimson to symphony x but to me that's just weird you know yeah that is weird and i don't i don't like lumping those genres together yeah yeah symphony. that's fine we'll cool. separate yeah sweet all right man i'm gonna make myself some dinner yeah dinner time so i want to thank everyone uh who joined us uh and yeah we got some good stuff on and uh i might not be recording as often but i'm still here <laughs> yeah so well, that, 
last week you were not feeling well so yeah yeah it was yeah, it was weird but um <laughs> all right guys i'll say buy the ticket take the rad cheers